<laughs> Mike, Mike, check, check. This Macy singing. Uh, Snow Allegra. Uh, Snow Allegra. Yeah, Joey sound cool. Motherfucking fire, huh? Even though Joey's supposed to pick the song. What song? Rich the Factor, Jealous Cash. All right, uh, I guess we'll keep it. We'll keep it generic. Uh, where everybody can tap in. Bro, was that a phone call? You about to put that mug on airplay mode, fam? While we playing the song. Can y'all play anything? <laughs> no. Okay. Um. This nigga's rude Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, why would he kill this nigga? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga forget the iPad, though. Give a nigga an inch, he's taking mine. That's uh, cool, bro. Y'all cool. need a pad. Do your work. Huh? Y'all need a pad. No, 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 no. no, no this, cool. right? We got We rolling with the droid, yeah, man. Nick don't want to give up the power now. Say that. We rolling with the droid. Droid got one, too, so... All right, so uh, we do push a T. If you know, you know. Push a T. If you know, you know. That ain't a diss track, is it? If you know, you know. That's a newer song. If you know, you know. Latest album. Yo, diggity. Yo, 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 yo. What was other? What was the uh, other cousin name from Eclipse? Malice. Never knew that nigga name. Waving that rude boy. I'm waving at you, boy. Ran off on the plug too like true boy. Imagine me, boy. You can never do what I do, boy. Sound kind of draw without the mug. In Paris for a hit boy These ain't the same it. type of hits boy Litter than lit boy You don't take this type of risk boy yeah. Cause this boy been throwing that D like rich boy You miss me What you played on YouTube? Uh, bro you ain't got like That's Spotify what you was on, right? This is on Spotify I thought you was is on it? YouTube YouTube you, play you, that, YouTube play that explicit shit You ain't got Apple Music? Pulling up in that new you miss boy your numbers don't add up on the blow Rich that was, boy was throw some years D's ago. on it. if you know you know yeah. hey you know you gotta say for the podcast if you know you know if you know you know this thing of ours oh this thing of ours fraternity of drug dealers ringing off i just happen to be alumni too legit, they still looking at me with one eye. The company I keep is not corporate enough. Child rebel soldier, you ain't often enough. That don't hit my iPad, A rapper turned trapper can't morph into us, but a trapper turned rapper can morph into puff. Dance contest for the smokers. I predict snow owl roker. If you know, you know. I only ever looked up to Sosa. You all get a bird, this nigga Oprah. 
shorts Coaching from the side of the ball court If you know, you know One stop like a Walmart We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport If you know, you know If you know about the carport Them trap doors supposed to be awkward If you know, you know That's the reason we ball for Circle round twice for the encore If you know, you know You ever been hit with the water weight Then had to wait till you wore away If you know, you know When we all clicking like Golden State And you and your team are the motorcade If you know, you know Been granting wishes like a genie To bad hoes in two-piece bikinis I've been hiding where you can see me The skybox is right next to Riri's Solely responsible for showing rappers how to stand On the front lines when trappers started throwing bands Where were you when Big Meech brought the tigers in? Cause I was busy earning stripes like a tiger skin Brick layers and ball shorts Coaching from the side of the ball court If you know, you know One stop like a Walmart We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport If you know, you know If you know about the carport, the trapdoor supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. Welcome to another we episode of Save It for the Loud Ass Podcast. God damn it. Your headphones <laughs> your mic too loud? Yeah, yeah. My headphones, the mic, some. <clears throat> Go ahead, bro. I got you. But we down know. here, man, at, at Joey's Cuss, man. That's right. Is man. that what it is? Right. 18OV. Okay. Joey Cuss presents 18OV Barber Salon. You know what I mean? So, what would I say? Like, they'd be like, uh, where you get your haircut at? Do, I, do I have to say all that? 18OV. 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 Not Joey's Cuss? Nah. 18OV. So, Joey's Cuss is just washed up? Nah, the name's nah, nah, washed? No, 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 no. Joey Cuss behind the scenes. So, Joey Cuss behind the scenes. 18OV <laughs> is the address? What's the address? 1805. So gotcha. V, yeah. V, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It was a Roman numeral. Right. It sounded like a club, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people club, 18th and Vine. You know, they get it all mixed up. The more they talking about it, the, you know, the better. You got to come down here and find out, right? There you go. I'm still going with Joey for now. I'm sorry. You family, so you know what I mean? Okay, all right. That makes sense. I got to get you to the V. That makes sense. I'm thinking about EV. I don't know if you... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll Straight get, up. get into that later on. Um, we finally got you in, man. I know. How you finally. feeling? I'm happy to be here, man. I'm happy we, to be here, man. At work, you, know? you always here. Nah, though, I'm, so. I'm happy. I'm happy to be on this show, man. I've been wanting to get on this show for the longest. You know what I mean? So I appreciate y'all for taking time, come down, let me be a guest on here. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm just excited to see what's gonna happen. We got a lot to talk about. And, Right, I want right, to know right. some stuff about y'all too, man. Sure. He did this up, before. Man. He sees. Yeah. Right, right. See, <laughs> he, he's, he's in the, he prepped for this. Boy. Of course. I want an interview. Well, I'm getting interviewed. You can tell from the email he was hella prepped. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was. That email was four yeah, bullet hella. points. It was like in resume <laughs> form. <laughs> I was going to number them, but I didn't have that app. 
At first, I was like, man, can we, the way you wrote the email and I read it, I was like, I don't know, we're going to be able to cuss at this motherfucker. But then you said, let's talk some shit. I was like, cool. Talk some shit. Okay. Yeah. I was like, cool. I was like, damn, this motherfucker hell for me. Improper. Right. And political. <laughs> it's, I knew it. it it was going to be different. He took yeah. a sip of that coffee and yeah. quenched coffee. his thirst coffee, after he man. ate like... The Keurig, Keurig like, machine, what? whatever it's called. Keurig. Keurig? Keurig. Ah, Keurig. Different. Do any of y'all own Keurig? Keurig keep different at the set. On a what? A Keurig? Is that what it is? I don't, I don't know, know where it is, bro. Let me... I'm Keurig. Not, you got Keurig. one at the crib? you got one? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right. You, you, drink, you drink hot chocolate, so yeah. <laughs> I know she got one. Marshmallows. With his onesie pajama, uh, <laughs> pajama suit on. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Oh, In the recliner chilling. So I, you strike me as a Pusha T fan. Oh, you know, man. Uh, you know, I, I like music. I like music. Pusha T, I believe. I, he, that album came out. Everybody was tripping on Pusha T. And was it Drake? Whoa, everybody whoa, was comparing. Whoa. You said, was it Drake? Drake? Like, yeah. like, That's disrespectful, yeah. Was it Drake? Was it... Hey, are you being funny? I don't no, know if no. you're being funny. No, I'm saying, well, I think it was Drake that came out around with Pusha T, and everybody was trying to compare. Oh, came out, came out. Yeah, came everybody out. was trying to compare. Came out. Compare? Oh, I thought you were talking about And like, I didn't oh, understand the comparison. I don't either, because Pusha T is. I didn't understand the comparison. Not what you on mean? Drake's level. He's not. You're right. So. I mean, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. That's the only way of looking at it. Right. If you're looking at it from the angle, you know what I'm saying? But. He ain't better than He won a round in the battle. I mean, he. Huh? What? Arguably. And that battle versus Drake, I mean, he got a round. He got one. He didn't get shit. I'm just being. I don't even think he wrote it. You don't think he wrote we'll that shit? We'll, we'll think... just leave it alone. Kanye, Kanye wrote, wrote it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that Pusha T. That Drake didn't really, you know. What? What? My nephew liked Drake. Okay. And how old is My your nephew? Wait, you put a punchline. Younger. Yeah, right, younger. yeah. <laughs> it was a setup. Yeah, they younger. I felt it coming. Nephews, my nieces, they, you know, you know, they all like them. So if he plays started from the bottom, they probably wouldn't the whole shop wouldn't go crazy. I think everybody liked the beat. You know, would y'all know the words? I don't. And be like dancing with the Clippers, like. I know, I know the chorus. I know the chorus. I know the chorus. Okay, Started so if y'all play Pusha T, would anybody know any of that? Then? No, I would hope so. Really. Not even the chorus. I think people leave early. I would hope so. I mean, but that's yeah. kind of like saying, do everybody know that I had a dream speech? Like we all been motivated by it, compared but don't to, nobody know the com- words to compared it. Compared to, compared to somebody saying, "Get up and get out and go get some money," or compared to anything that Drake said. I mean, Drake has motivated you to do what exactly? Malcolm X has lived a life of legacy, but don't nobody know what he's talking about. Pusha T has not motivated me to do anything in life. <laughs> Have you ever listened to Pusha T? I can't. He ain't motivated you to grow. You, you gotta listen. He just yeah. down there put me to sleep. If you, you know, you know. That. So that's what I about to say. You only care about that hook. <laughs> I know. You don't really care about the lyrics. Nah, nah. You gotta, you gotta really listen to what he's saying, man. He, he. He he breaking down a lot of things. He talk about the whole his experience with Big Meech. You know, uh, Big Meech got a huge connection to Kansas City. You know, uh, that whole story about him bringing a lion. Now that's a real true story. You know, when when Fifty Cent, I believe, right now is uh, producing the story about Meech, uh, BMF. You know what I mean? And uh, a lot of them situations is real life. You know what I mean? Uh, y- y'all get a brick. This nigga Oprah, like you know, what I'm saying like he, you know, like. <laughs> You get a brick. I mean, you know, he, he, he's, he's saying some real stuff. Like he, he had it by the plenty. Like he, he's a real life. He, he ain't, he ain't just talking light skin stuff. Whoa, <gasps> talking these niggas. Hold up, brother. Boy, <laughs> real disrespect. I, 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 I believe El Chapo light skin. <laughs> oh, okay, I like Pusha T now, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm cool. Now you can relate to him. Hey, hey, hear him out, man. You got to hear him out, man. Pablo you know, Escobar light skin. Joy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He, he talked talking he, about he's he not talk sell, like he's still he, not selling bricks though. Like, he kind of talk talk like, talking about. He, he talked like in proverbs. So he's he been talking about selling bricks since he's been out, fam. Like, <laughs> nah, talk yeah. about some other shit. That's, that's how, that's 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 how, how I feel there. about Jeezy. That's how I feel I'm about not, Jeezy. I didn't even listen to his last album because yeah, I, I didn't. It just bro. I ain't listened to Jeezy since the first album. Whoa, that's disrespectful, fam. I mean, it was the best one. Yeah. So what album was my president is black? Nobody knows. Oh, yeah. Right, Thug Motivation one one oh two. Y'all know it's the one on one. That 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 song was a great motivating song. You know what I mean? But that's about it. But you know, uh, Jesus is a great singer. artist, great entertainer. Yeah, I fool Jesus. Pusha sure. T tells stories. Pusha T is I can relate. If I, you had to go with uh, Pusha T or Wale, who would you go with? Mm. You know, I I that's I feel like that would be an unfair uh, opinion because I haven't gave Wale a chance. I haven't had a chance to oh, dive hold into on, hold on, hold on. Give me Wale. A yeah, um, yeah. You got dreads, you know that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't listen to Wale. You no, on 18th and I didn't say I didn't listen to him. I haven't. I haven't gave him a chance. Like that's I'm, not listening. To, I, see, whoa, whoa, I, I'm that whoa. old guy. Just check it. I'm that old guy, man. Like my distance and driving is usually about a 15, 20 minute commute. So I'm that guy that I still listen to CDs. You know what okay. I mean? So I'll pop a CD in and I just let it play. So whenever I start it up, it's going to start doing? wherever it stopped and wherever it stopped, it, it stopped. Like it just. It's a mixed CD? No. That's hilarious. I'm about to say. So did you hear the song? Oh, CD. Did you hear the song with Wale and Jeremiah? If I did, I don't know the name of it. Like even even like Pusha T, I don't know the name of all his songs. I just put the CD in and I just let it play. I, I can listen to it from beginning to end. And when it stops, it plays over again, and I like... But, so you got some homework, man. I know. I'm going to need you to listen to Wale. To be on 18th Divine, and you yeah. don't listen to Wale, yeah. it's crazy. I like I like his vibe. Though. I like his style. Like right, that's my up, whole you know point. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like what he brings, you know what I mean? But uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to him, you know what I mean? But gotcha. okay. I want to listen to him. I want to listen to him. you so busy I'm cutting hair. Yeah, you so busy car, doing all, listen to him. all of what you do in life. You got the Bluetooth um, option Bluetooth option in the car? I do. I do. But like usually, you know what the crazy thing is? Usually when I'm in the truck, I usually just listen to like nothing. Like it's my chance to just. Talk I, to I can get that. I yeah. Get that. I, I, you got to understand. I hear, I hear niggas all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. They, they got, they telling the truth. Some telling lies. Uh, Facts. Yeah, some want to sell something, some want you to invest in something, uh, right. want hey, you to Joe, be a part wanna... of something, want you to come with something. Like, you know what I mean? So, you know, when you hear people all day long, you know, it's like a lot of times, you know, and I, and I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. That's a part of uh, the job description. But right. when I, uh, like, my my mellow time, I, I chill. I listen. I'm thinking. I'm meditating, like, subconsciously meditate, meditating, you know what I mean? Like, you know, what's next? Thinking about what's next. Right. It's kind of hard for me to turn my brain off sometimes, so I got to... Speaking on that, um, I do that in the van, too. Yeah. <laughs> Does your radio work? Facts. Radio work, CD okay. player work. Just, just, you said that. <laughs> my first player. initial thought is like, it's radio player. He's got a cassette in that joint. It, it is, but... Brody got some money stuck in there, so. <laughs> so um, you say your brain just continues to work. It's always working, bro. With that being said, I don't see you getting too much sleep, right? Here so if you could, if we could live life and and not sleep, mm-hmm. what would you do with that other time? Mm. I can live life and not sleep. So the time that I do sleep, what would I do with you that? You don't if have I didn't to sleep it? at all ever in life. That's a great so question. So you just got all the time in the yeah. world, basically. Mm-hmm. You'll never get tired. 
That's a great question. That's, that, that's that's on the level of like, what would your three wishes be? Or like, check this ride, uh, brother. <laughs> yeah. So Gosh. so it's interesting you asked that night. question, man. Uh, some years ago, my mom's got me this magnet on my icebox, and I still got it to this day. He said, "What would you attempt to do if you could not fail?" You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. it's crazy because I look at that literally every single day, and and I think somewhere in my brain that's like a motivating factor for me what would I attempt to do if I couldn't fail you asked me Joey what would you attempt to do or what would you do if sleep wasn't a requirement uh for me I think uh it'd be a chance for me to go at the most uh a third harder you know what I mean because I sleep probably about a third well I can't even say a third man I average about five to six hours of sleep uh but I mean right now I got a I got a lot of I got a lot of coals on the fire and for me right now um you know, I'm, I like to believe I'm a spiritual guy, not so much religious. But uh, as a spiritual guy, I'm, I'm looking for, like, uh, clarity for for priority. You know what I mean? Um, I got some stuff going on right now that I feel like, without a doubt, can not only change Kansas City, but can eventually change the way that uh, lives, and when I say lives, just uh, certain groups in particular, will be, um, will be looked at and possibly led you know when it comes to being just national leaders with the potential of being global leaders you know and i ain't just saying this from a you know from a i hope this can happen standpoint i'm saying this from a standpoint of saying like if i if that sleep wasn't required i would go just that much harder on getting this done now versus later mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um uh god is good man uh i got a lot of people i got a lot of dots in my life right now so my thing is how do i connect them you know right, right. How do I connect them? How do I put things in order? How do I make sure that the family still feel love? Make sure that my friends and family, my brothers up here still feel love. Make sure I'm not neglecting things, not neglecting business, the foundation, uh, the dreams, the goals, uh, the partners, and this and that and the third. Like, you know, make sure everybody's cool. And I still got to make sure that uh, the community, you know, because my type of business, I'm a barber. And I say it all the time. After I cut the head, I'm unemployed. You know what I mean? So... It's the people that make me what I am. It's mm-hmm. the people's investment in me, whether it be, whether it be a, a, a conversation, a dollar, a, a lookout, a door being open, whatever. It's the people that has made me what I am, and that's why I'm constantly, always mindful. I got to give back to my people. I got to give back to my people by the way of community, by the way of whatever. I got to give back to my people, and uh, got to have that balance. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so you spoke about you know a lot of dots in your life, and they need to be connected. So, tell us about the first dot. Like, what what all started, Joey? You know, barbering or so. Uh, for me, man, uh, we was around the age eleven or so. Uh, a lot of people probably heard this story before, but it's the truth, man. Uh, we became financially embarrassed as a family. Me, my brothers, my mother. You know, we was going through some financial hardships. And at the time, we had a stepfather. I had a stepfather at the time. And uh, uh, he was like, man, you know, right now, we ain't really got it to be sending all three of y'all to the barbershop. You know what I mean? Y'all going to have to, I'm going to take y'all to Sears. I'm going to get y'all some clippers. And y'all going to have to figure this thing out. Y'all going to have to cut each other's hair and either that or y'all going to have to start paying for y'all own haircuts, one to two. You still got them clippers? Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I want to cut you niggas' heads. Right. <laughs> 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 
Ow. <laughs> now the option. Yeah. We're going to do it. So when I cut you, yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Straight no. up. Okay. All right. yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So well, now you good, man. So um, he took us to Sears, got the Clippers. We came back to the house. Uh, we had this We had this restroom, man. It was crazy because as a barber, lighting is important. But our restroom was like orange. And then the lighting that was in the restroom was like a soft yellow. So the lighting was just terrible. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, we came back to the house. My older brother, Milton, he, uh, he cut me first. <laughs> terrible like it was just terrible like one side it was terrible right so it was my turn to cut him and uh i had always been around barbering stylist my mother over there she'd been licensed cosmo for over hey, over hey, yeah moms. yeah hello mom mom dukes she ain't paying attention to it. <laughs> you know what i mean but uh she been licensed for over 45 years i'm only 36 so all my life i've literally been around hair right mm -hmm. so uh i seen it I just used to hate everything about hair because I was always forced to go to shops. I hated the smell of Jerry curls. I hated the smell of, you know, because I, you know, I'm 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 an '80s baby. So back then, Jerry curls was the thing. Uh, people used to. I just hated the shop. So, um, but I always saw it. So he cut my hair. It was my turn to cut his, and uh, I did it, and I liked it. Now I'm sure it wasn't the best haircut, but I I just liked I liked it. So when I got done, he he was like, like damn, like he was kind of surprised. I was surprised. It was my first time I ever hosting Clippers, uh, and from there, like the rest was the rest was history. You know what I mean? I went through the neighborhood. Hey, I'm a barber now. I, you know, it's in the every <laughs> every Saturday. Uh, the house is open. It's either in the restroom or it's in the garage, man. Like I said, that restroom situation, the light. We had these little two little lights that was like on this side of the restroom, whereas our toilet was on this side. So you literally had to sit on the toilet. I, I draped you up or whatnot, and I would cut one whole half of your head, and you would get up, stretch, you know, take a little break with every, come back, sit down. You would turn your body around the other, and I cut the other side of your head because I only got one light right, source. Right, right. You know what I mean? Uh, Quick question. Was there more than one bathroom? Uh, it was, but that was the only one I could use because it had the outlets right by the toilet. You know what I mean? So well, I was just worried about it. Somebody had to take shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, they went downstairs. They went downstairs. You know what I mean? But it's um, but it's crazy how in life things come full circle and you find yourself appreciating certain things in life. Um, for years that was my training: cut one half, get up, stretch, cut the other half. You know, uh, uh sometimes the light was dim, was dark. You gotta, you gotta learn how to cut through. Um, you got to know how to feel your way through situations. It can't just be by sight all the time. Sometimes it got to be by feeling, by hearing. And uh, uh, one time in the shop, man, I was in the shop on 39th Street. I remember the electricity that went out. You know, it was a wreck somewhere. Transformer got knocked out, whatever. And I found myself having to, you know, instead of me using the power and electricity, I had to figure out another type of way. You know, so I found myself like, dang, if it wasn't for all the years in this restroom without lighting, without the certain kind of, you know, saying things and tools and equipment, I wouldn't have been able to achieve this. Uh, there's been times I've been on tours you with cut, a celebrity or something. You covered the lights off? I had before. You know what I'm saying? Like, one time I, I had to... I got to come back, Jimmy. <laughs> we had a situation one time, bro. I got to come back, We had a situation one time, man. Um, uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the world team uh, soccer... Uh, so a sport case here? Nah. USA team? Uh, soccer? The soccer, USA like, because <laughs> soccer got different levels. So I think it was a USA team. Sorry, something. The, the MLS? The, Whatever the it was. I think it was like the world. It was, I think something with FIFA. the world. It was something with <laughs> the world. They was here. And then we had to cut the hair at the Intercontinental. And you would think you're going to Intercontinental. It's a nice hotel. Yeah. Isn't it? The rooms is terrible. You know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> the lighting is terrible. It's dark. And we had to cut hair there. But again, if it wasn't for those years of preparation, I would have been in there tearing them fellas up, man. You know what I'm saying? Man. But we did it. They, Whoa. 
See, that's what happens when you listen to Drake. When you listen to Drake, you, know, you got to pause. And you listen to Pusha, you know. Pusha's name is kind of suspect. Right. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> 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 yeah, nah, man. Fam, I niggas up like, in the hotel. Fam, they want more than cuts. Nah, you good. But that's 12 years old. That was a start. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, had a lot of fun. I'm 36 years old now. Uh, been cutting here for a long time. Licensed 18 years, cutting all together, 24. And it's time for the next level. I ain't got another 24 years to stand behind a chair. Right, right. You know I mean? I, it ain't in me. When did you decide you want to start getting involved with the community? And why is that important to, <clears throat> to, to you? And everybody, actually. Um. I, I when I decided to get involved with a community, that's a tough question. I th I think it's more so like when did I notice that what I was doing was community focused? I say I probably had that epiphany per se. Um, I would say like around the time of uh, when we when we won that Steve Harvey hoodie award. I think that's when like things yeah, kind of yeah, just lined up yeah. for us. What year was that? That was 2010. <laughs> You know dope, what I mean, dope. and um, and it it was because the thing is that 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 uh hoodie award, that's uh people in your neighborhood you know vote for you. It's, right. it's for me, it wasn't no way I could have prepared myself to promote it. You know what I mean? Like literally, I was walking to my restroom, about to take a shower to get ready to work, and as I'm walking, I heard on the radio because again I listen to music all day, really all day long. I heard one three. Somebody said, "Yeah, Joey Cuss was nominated for the hoodie." And I thought I was, I was like, tripping. I'm, I'm thinking I'm still asleep or something. You know what I mean? So I, what? so I go back. I'm listening about 10 minutes. I didn't hear nothing else. I finally, I went and took my shower. I get out. And they say it again. Yeah, Joey Cuss was nominated, made it to the top 10. Because the way it is, is you got your top 10. And then they take your top four. And then your top four, uh, they vote. And then whoever went from there, they announce that when you are in Vegas. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, uh yeah, Joey Cuss made it to the top 10, da 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 I'm like, damn. You know, in my this 2010, this is when Facebook was, it's different than what Facebook is now. You know, since Facebook back then, using it to promote something was kind of yeah, far-fetched. Right. People yeah, right, right. didn't know, but, you know, so, so, but I always feel like I was ahead of the curve, so we, I'm putting the word out, hey, yeah, we got a chance. No, this is something huge for Kansas City. You know what I mean? And uh, one thing leads to another, man. We went from the top 10. To I think number three position when we got down there in Vegas, um, as I accepted this award for best barbershop in the nation, I remember the lady took me to the back and I was I was I was nervous like prior to getting I'm texting I'm asking all these questions so we kind of made like a rapport and she said uh, I don't know what you did or what you got going on in Kansas City she said but we stopped we closed the votings after you had already exceeded over ten thousand votes you know what I mean with these, she said so. When when it got to the point of you Sound in the like lead by right. over <laughs> yeah, ten thousand, yeah, yeah. she was like, "We just closed it. And we just automatically made you." She was like, "So whatever you doing, keep it up." And it was so crazy because at that same time, two weeks prior to the hoodie awards, Kansas City stopped uh, playing the Steve Harvey morning or morning show. You know what oh, I mean? So they? we had like a two week gap where I'm like, man, I was kind of nervous. Like, damn, people ain't really getting a chance to get their votes mm -hmm, in. They're not gonna mm -hmm. hear about this. And um, yeah, we won. We came back and it sucked because 
I had to literally like tell people like, yeah, you know, we won. By the way, thank you. They was like, you know, what happened? Because 103 wasn't okay, right, playing right, right. Gotcha, the gotcha, show gotcha. no more. And again, it's 2010, so the way Facebook is now wasn't how it is. You had to like dig and search for stuff to right. find right. answers. Now it's like Facebook know what you're thinking before you even think it. Like it's. Like right. Oh, right. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, the phones is thinking about some sneakers. Yeah, they sneakers. So yeah, it's just different now. So how long you been cutting, man? Uh, like I said, eighteen years licensed. License eighteen twenty four. That did again. You did not say it earlier. No, he did. Did you say earlier? Yeah, he said he said eighteen years licensed, twenty four years. No, he didn't. He he got this bad habit of letting you answer a question and then asking. Again, you did what not you say just that, Johnny, you did not say Johnny that, two times. Johnny two times. Why the baton? Where we at again? Seven days. Seven days. So after the uh, after getting that award, winning that award, is that when you started the No Joy Foundation, or was that before? Um, we had the No Joy Foundation already in existence. Uh, no Joy Foundation has been in existence since 2007. Okay. You know, uh, and that was more so um, uh, a push by my friends. Contrary to our beliefs, I never came up with the name No Joy Foundation. It never was my idea to to uh, do it per se. It was my friends that was like, Joey, we see something in you. You need to make this like legal. Like we was, um, do any of y'all remember Just Jay? Yep. Okay. Comedian. Yeah. So Just Jay, that was that was my bro, man. Um, uh, that was my bro. You know what I mean? And uh, it was me, Just Jay, DJ Q, Kevin Winston, Tressa, Gary Mitchell, uh, Bond. Um, trying to think who else was rocking with us, man. There was a bunch of us, and we had a group. We little Vonzel. Uh, cause back then he was Lil Von Zell, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, it was a group of us and we was, uh, drawn with Pure, you know what I mean? Pure yeah, Entertainment. Man. They was, um, it was a bunch of us and we were throwing a bunch of parties, productions, concerts, whatever. And, uh, we was having fun, making good money. And together we was like, let's come up with this group called MEPA, M-E-P-A. And that stood for Missouri Entertainers and Promoters Association. You know what I mean? And it was our chance to, for us to have proper collaborations, work together, make money together. But more importantly, let's come up with agendas. So we won't be stepping on each other's toes and doing events at the same time. Right. And uh, throughout doing that, I was always the guy like, all right, man, we, we making money, having fun, getting everybody drunk every weekend. But what else can we do? Like, it got to be something else we can do. Let's let's do something positive. Let's, you know what I mean? And uh, I would get cracked on, oh, Joey, the old man in the group, and, you know, <laughs> so that kind of stuff. Right. But I'm like, we got to do something different. You know what I mean? So uh, from there... Uh, an idea came about. Let's like, man, let's do this. Let's 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 uh do a food drive. It wasn't even called Turkey Tuesday. Let's do a food drive. You know what I mean? Uh, I bet Turkey Tuesdays. Turkey Tuesday is what it ended up being called. <laughs> but originally, it was just a food drive. Our goal was Thanksgiving was coming up. We were throwing some parties for the mm. week. Let's make some money. Let's try to raise some so food for people. Taco Tuesdays bit off of y'all, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um. So we came up, everybody kind of came, was like, man, we're going to do it. So uh, I ended up calling my church, New Beginnings, Pastor Vicky. Uh, shout out to Pastor Vicky. I called her at the time, hey, Pastor, uh, uh, we want to do this food drive. We want to do it for families in need. You know, so she was like, all right, like, say less. Like, come on, I'm 501c3. You can use our tax exempt, get whatever you need. Uh, do it in front of the church. We was on 72nd and Prospect. So we set everything up, man. We put a barbecue grill out front. Uh, we had some hot dogs and hamburgers, and me, Just Jay, and Kev, and Q, and I, we was in the middle of 72nd and Prospect in the middle of the street, stopping cars, till hey, yeah, hey, stop, 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 you want to make a donation? We trying to feed some families, bring us some turkeys, canned goods. We just getting the word out. 
And uh, we had a bunch of fun. I remember that day, uh, the fire chief, you know what I mean? He came by and he stopped. He was like, man, what y'all doing? It's like, oh man, we, you know, we doing this little food drive, woo, 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 you know what I mean? We trying to, he was like, yeah, but what y'all doing with this grill? Like, it's a, the grill is lit, this smoke comes, like, what are y'all doing? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm selling hot dogs, me. I'm, I'm selling hot dogs. I'm trying to make, raise some money. He was like, man, you got a permit? Right. Like, what, what is that? What's a permit? Right, right. Oh, you got to do it like that. You got to have a permit, city. You can't just be giving, selling food. Somebody gets sick. I didn't know nothing about nothing. Right. So he, he kind of schooled me real quick in his car. I'm leaning in the passenger window. He talking to me. He schooled me about five minutes. After that, he said, you know what? Man, go ahead and give me a hot dog, man. Right. A, a drink and some bag of chips. He got, gave it to him, man. You know, so he, he paid for it. He paid for it. He said, man, make sure next time y'all do things the right way. You know what I'm saying? From there, it was a learning lesson. You know what I mean? Up, From there, we went. It was my Ronica. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ronica, she's the vice president of No Joy Foundation. Joey, let's get herself in order. Let's. Next thing you know, she got the paperwork done. We got all the articles filed. We, you know what I mean? And we was rocking Popped and rolling off, the huh? No Joy Foundation. And actually, that was back in 07. And then from there, we just, my focus was always, we got to connect with the people. It's the people that's making this stuff happen. We got to give back. You know what I mean? And so that's that's kind of how that kind of came about. Dope. Why is that so important to you, though? Like, um, like I said, man, people. for me, um, again, after I cut the head, I'm unemployed. You know what I'm saying? So I got to constantly think about where my next dollar coming from. You know what I mean? I don't have the luxury of getting a paid vacation, getting a time off, getting any kind of anything from anything I want from my business or from my job, I gotta create. And the only way I can create that to my benefit is I gotta have the trust and the understanding of the people that's investing in me. So my thing is is always let me be proactive about my uh extension of the olive branch, as you know saying some may call it. You know what I mean? So um if I gotta, you know what I'm saying, if I gotta push the first line or whatever, I'm cool with that because it's people that need it, man. You know what I mean? Uh, for me, my passion throughout the No Joy Foundation is young men, entrepreneur development. You know, um, uh, I had several opportunities as a young man to be a successful entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, shout out to Nieces. You know what I'm saying? Nieces, Miss Nisi, Mr. Perry. They was pretty much like the first people who gave me an opportunity to be a true entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Um, they used to, it used to be an ice cream shop back in the day. How, how, old, how old are you? 33. Uh -oh. 35. 35. 34. 34. Okay, we all saying. So, yeah, yeah. do any of y'all remember uh, 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 Scooping School? Not Scooping School. Ice Cream Galore. It was right next to Nisi's on 59th and Prospect. No, no ice cream I've galore. always been down north. Nigga. Okay. All right. Not the boy. Right. Straight up, straight. So, on 59th and Prospect, Nisi's used to have her restaurant right next door to the It was an ice cream shop in the front built onto a house. You know what I mean? A whole <laughs> house. You know what I mean? And where um, I started working there when I was uh, 15. And uh, by that next summer, I was doing all the hiring, firing, inventory, management, uh, you name it. I had several employees underneath me the whole nine, right? And uh, I remember by that second summer, Ms. Nisi was like, hey, Joey, look, I'm thinking about closing the business down. You know, I'm kind of going to kind of move on from this or whatever. But if you want to, you can buy it for $5,000. Now I'm 16, maybe 17. You know, 5,000 was like <laughs> yeah. asking me to dig in my pocket, give you 500,000, right? It just he couldn't. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, man, I don't know where to get it, how to get Deep. it. Uh, like it just it Push just kind of seemed impossible to me. I'm like, you know, on top of that, I'm scared to run a business. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I you know, right. just young, yeah, young-minded. Yeah. And uh I told her no. And and as I as I got older, I think about it, 
she was about to give me not only a business that I was already running, managing, right. 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 I was already handling. I, I was selling. I was selling uh, Sundays in winter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm selling ice cream in winter. Like business was that good. Hmm. You know what I mean? So. Anyway, um, I'm already doing it, but because of my lack of knowledge, I told her no. But not only was I going to get a business for five thousand dollars, she was going to sell me a damn house. It was a the business oh, was connected to true, a house. True, oh, you would have been good, good. You know what I mean? So here it is. I said no to a five thousand dollars house on 59th and Prospect. Do you know He's how hurt. much in development is going on right Man. now on Prospect alone? Right. Let alone, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you would have been. <laughs> For 15 years later, you know how many ice cream galores I probably will own? Do you think you will have? Have it 15 years later, though. Man, yeah. I I would have had that plus. You know, if I would have had the right mindset. Mindset, right. So my thing is, I'd be damned if I let another young fella go through this. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm from from, from 42nd. That whole 39th area, 42nd area, like, that's home for me. And over there, I mean, hell, you know, we all kind of know what's going on in our neighborhood when it comes to the type of resources that's available for us. You right. know, when it comes to the kind of resources available for us, it's usually some might call illegal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But however, the, although the resource might be illegal, the mindset and management that it takes to push that illegal substance or illegal whatever the case may be comes with a level of mindset that your CEOs, your business owners, and everybody else that call themselves doing legal things, they operate in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So my thing is if I would just if I can just change the energy and the mindset of some of these young people to say, hey, instead of taking this high risk on this, why don't you push that? Sure. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was always my whole thing, man. Uh, it's just it's just being involved in helping change some of the mindsets and the narratives that our young people see. Cause there's so much talent and energy and creativity and innovation and 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 everything else that's right here in our communities. Like I'd be damned if I'm gonna let another young brother not become successful or miss out on his blessings just because of the lack of knowledge or the lack of resource. So that's that's what it is for me. You, you know, be going to dope. schools? Hmm? You be going to schools? I do, man. Uh, I work with a lot of schools. Um, uh, I, I first started working with schools when I was like 17. You know, about 17 to 18, I, gra- uh, I graduated, but I went to Mary Homer Weeks when I was younger. Uh, and around the age 17 to 18, it's when I first kind of just, I made up in my mind one day, I was just, I had a bunch of free time. And I was like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start going to, uh, to Weeks and just, I'm going to see if they let me in first. So that was the first thing I, did. I went up there. I still knew some of the principals and some of the teachers. Hey, I, I used to go here. Like, y'all mind if I, you know what I'm saying, go to these classes? Yeah, like, you know, they was happy to it. It's a crazy story. I uh, I started. I had a third grade teacher named Miss Kaplan. You know what I mean? Miss Kaplan was a white lady. Fire and, uh, huh? Was she fire? Was, was she, she fire? fire? Like top knock bottom? Her down. Knock her down. Nah, I didn't get the I didn't get the, the, uh, the dreaming out of it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, but uh, nah, nah. But Miss Kaplan, Miss Kaplan, it's 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 crazy again. We talking about full circle life, right? So Miss Kaplan was my third grade teacher. Uh, the first time I ever got suspended from school, I was in the third grade. And the reason why I was suspended was because I hit Miss Kaplan. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, crazy story. Dude, man. Yeah, uh, she came out, grabbed me, turned around, gave her two pieces in her stomach, and I was I was. <laughs> oh, you knew it was her. I was a troubled kid, man. I was a troubled kid. 
yeah, I was a trouble kid. Uh, Why'd you give her two pieces so of stomach, though, man? She was like, like, Was she older? Was she, was she an older lady? Back then, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. She, she was young enough to take them. She, <laughs> third but, uh, grade, though, fam. I'm not promoting domestic violence at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah, two pieces, bye-bye. I got suspended. You know what I mean? And, um... Here it is. Years later, I found myself going back to Miss Kaplan class uh, to, uh, yeah, right, <laughs> to 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 not only apologize but to live through apology, to yeah, to live through yeah. empathy. Hey, Miss Kaplan, I gave you hell. I'm sorry. Like, can I be of assistance? Working in her class, it's this little young dude in class. You know what I mean? Uh, Lost in her stomach too. No, he's nah, <laughs> right? That would have been crazy. Like, like, that would have been crazy. Doing like this, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on the side. Nah, but uh, <laughs> nah, but uh, uh, so little homie in class. You know what I mean? Um, uh, he had on some shoes. Shoes was real jacked up. You know what I mean? I'm talking to little dude. Hey man, what's up, man? We just got we just got real cool, and uh, he was just he was just real bright. In advance, you know what I mean? It was just something about him that just glowed through all the other ones. But he had some some real messed up shoes. So finally, after about our 10th or 11th encounter, hey man, uh, what's up, man? Like, you need some new shoes? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna get you some new shoes. And he was like, no. Nah. I'm like, nah, you need some new shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, nah, like, these are my favorite shoes. I'm, I'm still thinking like shit. Obviously, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? But I want, he was like, nah. Be your favorite for a so, couple years. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> so Miss Kaplan was like, oh, uh, uh, because I think then she used to call me Thomas. Well, Thomas, oh, why don't you ask him about his shoes? You know what I mean? So me and him got to talking, and uh, he told me this whole story about um, how that was his favorite shoes because his uncle that got him had uh, passed away. You know what I mean? So he was like, it was my favorite uncle, and he died, he got shot in it. And I'm like, damn. So then Miss Kaplan was like, well, Joe, why don't you, Thomas, why don't you ask him who his uncle was? Man, who your uncle? My uncle was DeAndre, DeAndre Thomas. And I'm like, damn, it threw me off because DeAndre Thomas was one of my best friends in Miss Kaplan's class. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, so again, just that full so, circle yeah, life. So when there's things like that that come up in my life, I really feel like that'd be like God's way of saying, like, you right on time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's that checker mark, like keep going, you know what I'm saying? Keep going in this marathon per se. So right. mm -hmm. that was um, you know, and just little stuff like that has always propelled me and just pushed me to keep going in that type of direction. And that's dope to be that young, you know what I'm saying? They want to touch lives that early. You know, you said you were 17, 18. I was like saying I wasn't that's even crazy. thinking of it that way. It was it was my mother that had to like bring it to my attention, like, well, you do know what you're doing, you do know you that. Probably you probably didn't know really. Nah, I just wanted to go back and hang out with the little homies, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I wasn't even Right, right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's up, Do you man. feel like that genuineness of you is the reason you are successful now? Bro, I feel like it was prayers and ass whoopings that got me successful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, man, um, again, man, like, it, <laughs> I, I, I was a, I, I was that troubled child. Like, I was that child that operated through anger, that was upset, that wanted to kill itself, that. Found myself in closets, wanting to slip my wrist. Wanting to, I'm cussing God out. I'm upset and I'm angry and uh, wanted to kill my brothers at time and wanted to fight everybody in the neighborhood. And if I got beat up or not, I didn't care because I got two older brothers. I got hella cousins out here. Mm. Uh, if you if you beat me up, we, we coming right back. You know what I'm saying? Like that that was my mindset, man. It didn't matter how big, how small. It just you know what I'm saying? But I I've changed, man. But 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 I was that child, man. And the reason why I went through a lot of that, bro, was just because of life, man. You like 
my pops was killed when I was two. And his absence caused a lot of just, you know what I'm saying, just, it had me tripping. You know what I mean? Uh, my pops was killed when I was two. I don't remember a smile, touch, laugh, giggle, nothing about my dad. But everybody could tell me all these stories about him. Mm. Oh, man, you look like your father. You, you got mannerisms or you act like him or, man, your daddy was this or that. And he was good. He was bad. He was all the above. And I'm like, damn, God, like, how come you found it for everybody else to be able to enjoy him and not me? Like, mm. what did I do to you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? God, right. what did I do to you? What, what right. did I do that was so bad to you that you felt the need to take him from me and to let everybody else, you know what I mean, enjoy him? And um, again, as I got older, life comes about. You know, things happen, and, you know, uh, it was a reminder from God, like, nigga, I've been keeping you since. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, as I got older, through forgiveness, through understanding, I realized that, you know, um, the cliche in all of this is that the absence of my biological father was the acceptance of so many other men who was that father figure, that uncle figure, that big brother, that mentor, that, that I probably would have never allowed to come into my life had my biological father would have been physically present. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, who knows? So uh, that just came, I feel like that came with understanding and maturity to accept things for what they are and not so much for what I wanted them to be. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's yeah. a, that's usually a trait of immaturity. Like, this mm-hmm. young people look at what they don't have versus what they have. Yeah. You know, they, they have a family. They have both parents and all that. But they see, well, I don't have a million dollars like them over there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So what would you say to a child or, uh, I mean, even if they was grown right now listening that went through some of the things that you went through, what would you say to them now? Oh, uh, man. How did you get now, through it? Oh, that's about to say now on what? About how you how he got through it. Okay. I would say, uh, you know, count your blessings. Live life. Uh, live life the way you want people to talk about you at your funeral. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, like live your life the way that you want it. Yeah. I've been to a lot of funerals throughout my life, and I've been to funerals with people that man casket ain't even closed yet, and people talking about the good or the bad of that individual. You know what I mean? The rumors and the the gossip is already gone before this this for this individual's even in the dirt. You know what I'm saying? So I would just say like live life the way that you want people to talk about you at your funeral, man, because uh, tomorrow ain't promised. You know, um, and it's it's so much of life out here to be to be lived. You know, now I think Drake did say something that was, I think he said, everybody died, but not everybody live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like that was probably one of the realest things I think Drake has ever said. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of truth to that, man. A lot of people are living just to exist. There ain't too many people that's living like that's living. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they allowing five-year-old, 15-year-old issues to still bother them. They allowing their job to have the best of them. They allowing their situations around them to bring them down. Uh, they carry this weight on them. They got attitudes daily. You know what I'm saying? They can't forgive. Man, I, I know some of my elders is listening, but I'm a, again, if this conversation is for them young people that's listening, all elders that's watching, all my cameras, fuck that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, live life. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, truly, honestly, live life, man. Uh, what percentage of that is our fault, though? Uh, in which regard? Ours, like, like us, like our generation, you saying? Just us, period. Um, uh-huh. We go out every weekend, go drink. We go to the brown light. We go to the juke. Yeah. We go here. We go. We can go there, but when it comes to, like, a summit or something, we don't do that. We don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 
first take, they argue every day, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't realize how much they argue. It, it's, they don't. We don't pay attention to the to 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 the good shit that people can say fifteen good things about you, but that one is gonna stick. Right. Like yeah. That's LeBron what you focus like, on. Like niggas is really area. having arguments over LeBron and Jordan. These two niggas don't give a fuck about y'all. And they great. <laughs> right. right. You know what I mean? Right. It'll it'll create like, oh, you don't like Jordan? I'm a LeBron fan. Right. And nigga will hold that against you, nigga, for life. Right. right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So really, like, really be mad about it. We yeah. kind of got to change that. You know, our outlook on mm-hmm. certain shit and how we move. Mm-hmm. We do. We don't realize how we move and how much we are a part of that fucking problem as well. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, and I think there's so many dynamics to it, man. I mean, right. one being our music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, we were just talking about it today in the shop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Music is one of those entities that you. I, I watched a, uh, a sermon a long time ago. The guy was talking about the power of music and rap and all that kind of stuff. And he explained how music is an entity that you cannot. Stop from entering into your soul. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we can turn on the song right now. It'll probably be a Drake song, and it'd be like one of the <laughs> dumbest songs you ever hear, right? You know what I mean? Dumb joints. Or like a machine. Ain't got no dumb joints. Okay. So it'll be like you know, it, some Elton John or who you know, I play a song like, man, what is this bullshit you in? But I bet if you play that song long enough, at some point you're gonna get you gonna the, start feeling it. You're gonna get yeah, the tap yeah. in your foot. You're gonna get the bob mm-hmm. in your head. You're gonna get the and you're gonna like what happens is you open yourself up and you allow it to enter. You know what I mean? And a lot of times in a lot of situations, you know, saying brother, that be somebody that's conf- giving you confirmations, daily affirmations every day. With, you know what I'm saying? Like if if, a, if if you're married, you know what I'm saying? You you every day if you and your wife y'all wake up and baby, you know you really are beautiful today, right. and you said that. For so many days, so at some point she gonna really believe that you mm-hmm. truly think that she's beautiful. Yeah. But at the same time, every day, bitch, fuck you, like she gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. at some point she's she gonna, she gonna believe that, that you but... truly, you know what I mean? So yeah, the transfer of energy is real. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I I say it all the time, energy is not created; it's transferred. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like so, so to your point, you know what do we do? You know what I'm saying? Like we take a stand. You know, we take a stand and, and we put actions with words. Uh, I don't have that golden answer. What I'm out here doing, I'm constantly seeking for. You know, when I say I'm seeking, I'm hey God, no sorry God, like, I'm here again. What you want me to do, man? Like you know, say give me, tell me your will, tell me your direction. Like you know, mm-hmm. say I'm constantly listening. And um, like right now, we got this juice summit coming up. So part of this is like a shameless plug, but the other part of this is me speaking from my heart. You know, what I'm saying because we got this juice summit coming up. And it's uh, it's focused on the life and legacy of Nipsey Hussle. When is this? It's uh. Two Saturdays from now, November 30th. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's our 11th annual youth summit. It's part of the whole KCCCW week. And um, again, uh, it's called Hustle oh, and Motivate. KCC, what is that? K3Cs.W. Okay. So KCCCW, that stands for Kansas. Week? Yeah, it's a week long. Really? How long has this been? Right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the 11th one. Yeah, this is our 12th annual oh, KCCCW, yeah, yeah, but 11th annual youth summit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, old man, you know what I mean. So I was not... saying like stuff like that that be going on in the city that we don't, right? Like know about or it doesn't get promoted properly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, mean? everything. It, it everything I'm, not saying, I'm not saying not promoting properly. I'm just saying nah, obviously be... we not. If you ain't heard about it, saying. you know what I mean. So I maybe don't, I ran it, by it, 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 didn't it didn't click. I don't know, that's bro. It saying. take a lot to hurt my feelings. So what I'm saying <laughs> is, is that on behalf of the No Joy Foundation, if none of y'all heard about it, that means that we got to step our game up on behalf of the foundation. You know what I mean? So now. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, push a T. Uh, but you know, we gotta push, you know. 
push the bricks. What does it, what does it stand for? Okay. Now, but it stands for Kansas City Communities. That's plural. Care Week. Our goal is to create different platforms of communities. And when I say communities, I ain't talking about a house in the neighborhood. I'm saying communities of people. So ready that be the podcast community, the barbering community, mm-hmm. the car club community, different communities of people that showing and providing and caring for different communities throughout Kansas City. So that's our whole goal. You know what I mean? So um, who's who's the founder of this? Like who started this? Uh, it's, it's presented by the No Joy Foundation. You know what I mean? Really? Yep. It's the brainchild of No Joy Foundation. And um, um, you gotta start giving out flowers, man. So originally, right, yeah. it started off as Kansas City Celebrity Classic Week. That's what it. So uh, our focus was you was throwing these all these parties and promotions, and we had celebrities coming in and da 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 da. And it was a week long party and promotion focus uh, initiative to raise funds for the foundation. And then uh, probably about five, six, seven years ago, whatever, uh, the acronym, it just came, it came through me through prayer. You know what I'm saying? It came to me, you know what I'm saying, to really just change your name up and it, it sweeps, switched it up to Kansas City Community Scares Week. You know what I mean? Like I said, our whole goal has been to do just what I just told you, showcase different communities of people that's providing and doing for Kansas City. That's so uh, throughout the week, like this week on Saturday, we're going to be partnering up with Tanisha Looney. She's uh, putting together a big Thanksgiving dinner at Central High School, as a matter of fact, from noon till three. So we uh, we going as just volunteers, man. I'm I'm not Joey Cuts that day. I'm just a black man here to volunteer. So if I got to sweep up, sweep up, or put up trash, wipe down, whatever we got to do, we doing that. That's twelve to three. Uh, and then on Sunday, I'm working with my guy Glenn uh, out in Kansas. He's putting together uh, a private screening. He uh he actually. Created and uh, produced and uh, and directed a small film. It's about black men and uh, about five black fathers and their children. So it's like a six minute, seven minute long film. He's doing that Tap K used to be Screenland Theater down on Seventeenth and McGee. That's gonna be Sunday, I believe, from four thirty to six. Uh, Monday we got a big um, Turkey Tuesday kickoff over at the Firelight Lounge over in Kansas. You know uh, that's gonna be from seven to ten. Uh, Tuesday, that's our 24-hour food drive. It's called Turkey Tuesday, you know what I mean? So we start things off at 8 a.m. Tuesday morning, and for 24 hours, all the way to Wednesday morning, a.m., we collecting. So we collecting toiletries, canned goods, uh, turkeys, non-perishables, monetary donations, uh, toiletries, whatever we can do to make Thanksgiving possible for those in need. Uh, but be mindful that everybody that get that turkey or that ham or that whatever, everybody ain't got nowhere to cook it, you know what I mean? So... We try to be mindful of that, man. Uh, we got a lot of stuff lined up from there, man. We got High 103 Gems. They're going to be there from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. broadcasting live. All of their shows that you hear on the radio, syndicated on the radio, they're going to do live from right here at the museum. You know what I'm saying? That's where Turkey Tuesday is going to take place at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's live audience. So we got giveaways and games and interactive activities going on. So we're looking for audience to come fill up seats from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, starting with the morning grind with Shay and Shine. Uh, Julie Jones and then Playmaker uh, followed by we got um, Deron Cooper with Ultimate Game Night he gonna crack things off about 8 I think we got I think we got a concert at from 7 to 8 a little small production concert Um, we got movies going on all night long if people want to spend a night they can do so right inside the museum man bring a sleeping bag we just hanging out you know then at 8 o'clock that Wednesday morning is when we distribute so that's come, that's first come, first serve. They can come get those turkeys. We working with several different churches throughout the community that would be like distribution hubs. So for those that may not have transportation to come down, they can go to those churches within those neighborhoods. Uh, <clears throat> back over here, we're going to have uh, – we hooked up with Truman Medical Center, man. They bringing out the mobile market. 
So we're going to have fresh produce, fruits and vegetables to give, as well as those turkeys. Uh, we're going to have health opportunities. They can come get flu shots and all kinds of different stuff. Uh, we may have some clothes, uh, clothes and everything to give away. Uh, we got the churches that's there because we don't want to just feed them physically. We want to feed them spiritually as well. Mm -hmm. So if that person need that house of refuge, if they need that prayer, if they need that hug, we got that covered as well. <clears throat> uh, Wednesday evening, uh, we're going to be at the YMCA down for 31st and off Linwood in uh, Cleveland. Family fun night. So it's open from 6 to 9. It's free. Uh, just come up and kick it, man. We're going to have a basketball game, uh, arts and crafts, all kind of my daughter, Joy. She's going to be hosting uh, an art, art expo and no. doing some art classes and stuff. So that's going to be pretty cool. She gets to host her first uh, ever event. You know what I mean? Thursday and Friday, we're taking a break. And then Saturday is uh, the summit we were talking about. So mm -hmm. um, for me, <clears throat> this summit is really close to my heart. You know what I mean? And uh, and usually, uh, going back to that question, you know, if you have more time, and yeah, adversity and that. You know, usually when something is truly ordained, man, and something is close to you, you gonna you gonna have that adversity. And uh, what people don't know is these last couple of weeks I've been stressing, and the reason why I've been stressing because we originally had our youth summit at Paseo High School, and uh, we had to we had to cancel it. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, the staff wouldn't be able to work on the holiday weekend. So mm -hmm. I've been stressing, trying to find a new venue. Yesterday, man, uh, my mom's reached out to Brandon Ellison, which is our third district city councilman. In a matter of hours, it was a done deal. We got the Mohart Center now. So, you know what I mean? Uh, so we're going to do the youth summit on that Saturday. Uh, from 4 to 7 is our summit. And then from 7 to 9, we're doing the kickback. Uh, but again, it's going to be focused on the life and legacy of Nipsey Hussle, broken down into four sectors. One sector is going to be financial literacy. The other one is going to be innovation and technology. The third is going to be uh, entrepreneurship and ownership. And then the fourth would be civic and community engagement. You know what I mean? So we're going to have four different sessions or whatever broken down. But then we're going to have some fun in um, uh, breakout sessions. They're going to come back for Q&A. And then after the Q&A, we're just going to, you know what I'm saying, just have a little kickback. But uh, more importantly, we're going to be doing continuation series starting in January. From January all the way to May, we're going to be partnering up with Purcell High School, doing some, uh, at the very least, a monthly series, you know what I'm saying, for them going over those four topics. Uh, I'm really excited, man, because, like, even the event itself, all of our sessions that I just named y'all, we, uh, we named them after Nipsey Hustle songs. So, like, for example, the financial literacy, it's going to be called Double Up. You know what I mean? So right now I'm working with the Kansas City Credit Union and uh, for every young person and their parent, you know what I'm saying, uh, they got the option to open up a bank account via the No Joy Foundation and the Credit Union and that's going to come with $25 already in that bank account. You know what I'm saying? Just as our way of saying, hey, we love you, we thank you, mm -hmm. and grow. But then the spirit of doubling up, when we come back in January, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's going to be our first session. We're going to do that financial literacy. We want to see how you turn that 25 into 50, turn that 50 into 100. Mm -hmm. And in the process of you doubling up, per se, I'm trying to get the bank to promise me that if they come in here with X amount of money, give them a match. You know what I mean? So if they if they turn that 25 into 50, then match them up to that 50. You know, yeah. so like something like that, man. So we want to we want to give our young people some tangible... We don't want to just talk at them. You know what I'm saying? We want to talk with them. We want to get we want to get them some tangible items. We want to get them something they can grow from, something they can hold, something that they can build with. But more importantly, above all things, we want to give them that that opportunity to have a relationship with the bank. Because oh, I don't know clutch. how y'all work, but for the me, <laughs> I've been dealing with banks for over 20 years now. And 
I've yet to get a penny from a bank when it comes to trying to grow, expand, mm-hmm. or scale mm-hmm. my business. And a lot of that was just came from me not knowing how banks truly work. Right. And one of the biggest things how banks work is you got to have a relationship with a bank. You got to have a relationship with a banker. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to push a hard line right now on, hey, Kansas City Credit Union, if y'all going to rock with me on this, cool. Y'all, y'all sponsoring this, all right, great. But I need y'all to be intentional about y'all sponsorship. This ain't just going to be something that's going to look cute and pretty. No, I need y'all to make sure that not only are y'all there, but y'all also making sure that when we follow up, y'all going to give these young people an opportunity to come out and have that relationship because mm-hmm. they got some ideas and stuff and dreams that they want to do as well. And I just want to make sure that we got the right things in place for them to uh to grow from, man. So that's our that's week. Cool. You know what I mean? That's our week. And um, and that's what we pushing on. And we're going to be at the Mohart Center. I'm excited now. So That's, that's dope. So now my question is, mm-hmm. what can the podcast do? So the podcast can help me push it, you know what I mean? Uh, because again, we got flyers, and I make sure that we have flyers. You know, what I'm saying with this show, I don't know how we gonna add it to it. We can mm-hmm. edit it in some kind of way, but I need help pushing it. Uh, I need some volunteers. We still looking for volunteers and chaperones that can uh, chaper, uh, chaperones that can kind of help out from that seven to eleven time. So again, seven to nine o'clock is our kickback per se. But that's the, I mean, you know, we all been teenagers before. That's the time when you might want to sneak that thing off in the restroom. That's that time when you might want to go outside and spark that thing up. You know, I'm just being honest with you. Like, that's that time. Yeah. So we need chaperones that's going to help us with that. But uh, at the same time, me just being realistic, we know everybody, mom and dad, they're going to come pick their kid up on time. So we need help with just uh, making sure that, because I'm there until the last kid leave. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? So I'm there until the last kid leave. Uh, and we might need help breaking down tables, putting up chairs. But even in between that four to seven time, uh, again, in between financial literacy, entrepreneurship and ownership, technology and innovation, and civic and community engagement, if one of those topics is something that an individual think that they might like, come on, man. You know, so we still need some people to help us with that conversation, help us with that session. Uh, I think what you guys are doing is very innovative. You know what I mean? I think what you guys are doing is not only can talk on the topics of innovation, but can even possibly talk talk on the topics of technology. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at this. I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but like all of those things is because we don't want to just be in the classroom where every, because they're going to be doing 30 minute sessions. Mm-hmm. We don't want that to just be a 30 minute lecture. We want that to be some interaction. We want that right. to be some fun. We want them to have something Hands-on they can touch. Deal. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And see. So, um, so again, man, uh, I think it'd be dope if if save for the podcast could come out and maybe do something live from there. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I, I'm open, bro. I'm open. We got about another strong 10, 11 days and we can that's plenty of time to come up with some ideas for some kids that's just hoping that it's a group of people that give a damn about them. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Is it yeah. teenagers, thirteen through eighteen? It's fourteen and up. You know oh, what I mean? 14. So for this summit, we're doing fourteen and up. Uh for our uh starting in January to May, we're gonna do juniors and seniors. You know what I'm saying? But right now it's fourteen and up. I'm saying you say 14 and up, but what's in up? Like, what's that age? We ain't got no age cap. Yeah, you know no saying? Because cap. we even we even encouraging the parents to come oh, with their okay. children. By okay. the way, it's saying, hey, come take advantage of this $25 bank right, account. Right, you know what I right. mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, stick and around. And parents can learn, too. Like, right, 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 right. Yeah. Never well, that was going to be man. my next question. Like, you think we should throw something for, like, our age group or even older, just anybody just trying to. Yeah, trying to better themselves, you yeah. know what I mean, or help the community somewhat, somehow. So, to your question, yes, because it's needed, man. I mean, we dealing right now with society. We got we got thirty two year old grandmas, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. you know. So, so should the parents be there? Yes, you know what I mean. Uh, um, and I'm not throwing no shade or no knock to anybody that's a thirty two year old grandma. Life happens, shit happens. I get it, you know what I'm saying. But at the same time, 
we got a chance. Hey, listen, we got all these resources here. It, it ain't doing me no good to know this stuff and just keep it to myself. You know what I'm saying? It ain't doing right. me no yeah, good yeah, to have yeah. all y'all to say, yeah, Joe, right. we rock with you. We want to, but, but I, nah, I ain't going to let y'all talk to my, you know what I'm saying? Nah, like, hell, nah, we trying to grow this thing together. You know what I right. mean? Joey is a barber with a barber's license. I ain't got no college degree. I ain't got, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, you know what I mean? So I, I get it. You know what I mean? But one thing that has helped me out through life is people. You know what I mean? Like that old cliche, it ain't what you know, it's who you know. That's true. Absolutely. But at the same time, it ain't, it ain't so much about who you know. It's also about who wants to know you. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, understanding both sides to that, man, is what we trying to do. We just, we I'm just trying to connect my community. It's, this might be a fucked up reality crazy. and a question. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord forbid anything mm-hmm. happens after mm-hmm. you throw this some summit. Something happens to you. Mm-hmm. Where do you think your legacy would be and if people would continue on to what you're building and what you're doing right now? Um, that's why something like this is so important because you guys are capturing a moment. Right. You You guys are the 2019 version of a photo album. I can remember as a kid, you know what I'm saying, uh, looking through a photo album used to be uh, an exciting family gathering pastime. Mm-hmm. Like as a family, we used to sit down and actually page for page, yeah, yeah. look at photos and each photo had a story. And today's society, we didn't got away from that. My photo gallery is now in here. My photo gallery is, 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 is just... It's Facebook, nothing anymore, you know what I'm saying? So, social media. so, God forbid something happened. Like, I'm trusting that people because I know you. I'm trusting that a person like Nick would say, "Okay, this is what Joey stood for. This is what Joey believed in." As a matter of fact, I got documentation. I know Joey. Like, I, I, again, I'm hoping that I'm living my life the way that I want Nick to talk about me at my funeral. I hope that when my three daughters, you know what I'm saying, Joy, <laughs> Abigail, and Bailey, I hope that as they living through life, you will one day say, hey, I knew your father, and this is the kind of man he was, and this is what he would say. Because I come from that I come from that era. My great-grandpa, man, you know what I'm saying, he helped raise me, uh, William Ashford. He was the neighborhood preacher. You know what I'm saying? He had a church on 43rd and Jackson. Again, we still grew up on 42nd Bell Fountain. He was that man that everybody knew, everybody loved, respected. They had their door on Sundays. You know what I mean? Everybody could get that ice cream comb. Everybody can get a plate of pot roast or some hash throughout the week. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, you know what I'm saying? So, I, so community was something that I was always taught that was just supposed to exist. So when I meet people now that don't understand community, I kind of don't even understand them. Because I'm like, damn, like, how are you not like used to? But then I'm I'm realizing like everybody didn't grow with that kind of understanding, you know what I mean? So, you know, um, again, when it comes to telling that story, when it comes to connecting the right people, I'm only hoping that whatever I'm doing, because first of all, what I'm doing, I'm making sure that I'm being led. I'm asking for that direction. God first, you know what I'm saying? Hey God, please guide me in the right direction. And through my actions, I'm hoping that it's contagious to other people. You know what I mean? Because it's not, it's not Joey that's coming up with these ideas. It's not Joey that got these doors opening up and got people saying yes. It's favor from God. It's 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 our it's been ordained. It's been ordered through steps. It's been walking with a purpose. It's because of prayers. Because of other people that believe that this is where it's at. Like I ain't you know what I'm saying I ain't got no magic wand. It's 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 just strictly God. 
And I would be lying if I said it was anything else. You know I think you got to give yourself more credit too, though. Well, I mean, you know, God. Say, say you found out. Action. Go ahead, go ahead. You found out 100% it wasn't a God. Mm-hmm. How, would you be, how would you act now? Would you do? Would you be doing anything different? Would you still be doing this? If I found out it wasn't a God, I'd be like, damn. This is hypothetical, people. <laughs> hypothetical. Like, yeah, right. It's not, uh, this is not what I believe, people. If I, if I, if so I, I woke up tomorrow and found out it wasn't a God, I'd be like, okay, well, damn, where's your replacement? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still going to believe that it's something higher than me right, right. that allows things to happen the way that they're supposed to be. Hmm. You know what I mean? That That's just my thoughts. Now, without faith without works is dead. You can't sure. just be getting this direction, sitting there, God, I want a six pack while you're eating a cheeseburger. Nah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you gotta do the, you know, so you gotta do what it takes. But um, for me, you know what I'm saying, for my faith, for my life, for my everything, and even for the miracles that I've witnessed throughout life, I know that it gotta be something out there that's way more powerful and in control than I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What if you knew hundred percent it was God though? Yeah, if I knew hundred percent it was God, then I'd be like, God, please. Forgive me for doubting you for so many times because I, I've doubted God a lot of time and it's yeah, a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it didn't happen fast enough, it didn't happen quick enough. I didn't get what I thought I was supposed yeah. to have got. So why you let right. this happen? Why right. you let that yeah. happen? Mm-hmm. Why you know what I'm saying? Why how come they think Drake is better than push a T? Like, you know, it's yeah. a lot of yeah. stuff, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, God, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. God forgive me. God forgive me. <laughs> God bring it back home, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, straight up, straight up. Yeah. You know we can edit that too. Yeah, oh, yes, uh, no. Sure, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I should have went live. I, so I, I, went live. I mean, just listen, just listen to everything you got going on, including being the owner of a shop. Like, where do you find the time? Like, I just don't get it. I'm still like, where do you find the time to do like link up with people? Obviously, you, I mean, I don't know if you're doing everything by yourself, but linking up with banks, linking up with this group linking up with this like where do you find the time like uh i mean for one i got a great support system mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean shout out to tasha that's my baby mama she gonna hate me for saying that you know what i'm saying so I, that's the reason why i say it uh <laughs> you know since she uh she hold it down for me at the crib again we got three daughters together it's no way possible i would be able to do uh ounce of any of the stuff that i'm able to do if it wasn't for her helping mm-hmm. and make sure that my daughters are together clean they always smell good they always running to me screaming daddy happy yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, i mean so yeah. that part is 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 like i i'm like i'm thankful for that the other part would be shout out to my team they helped me make these things possible you know what i'm saying from the from the foundation i got my mother i got ronica i got uh i got a lot of people that helps me out on that end in the shop, I got the fellas that y'all see behind me. You know, mm-hmm, saying uh, mm-hmm. they they believe in me. You know, uh, and again, I think the reason why they believe in me is because I'm not telling them to trust in me. I'm telling them to trust in the vision that God has given. So it's above me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And just as much as y'all, just as much as y'all in this fight, I'm right here in this fight with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, don't make this mistake if I already made it. You know what right. I'm saying? And if you do make that mistake that I already made, then shame on you. Cool. Let's still keep going. But I've already made a ton of mistakes for you not to have to make those mistakes. You know, and as a team, as a family, we just grow together. So finding that time, um, it's just like, you know, uh intentionality has starting is slowly but surely becoming one of my favorite words. You know what I'm saying? Because intentionality is is basically saying you want to do something with a purpose. You know what I mean? Uh again. You got people that live, you got people that just existing. You know what I'm saying? When you start finding intentionality in all of your things that you do, whether it be a conversation, whether it be, you know what I'm saying, you 
talking to a chick. When you start finding intentionality, it just makes you start looking at things different. You know what I mean? So for me, business, like, I love what I do. I have fun with what I do. This right, right now is like, right. yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn, I'm living in the moment. I got four celebrities in front of me. You nah, know what I'm saying? Man, nah. Kansas City People's Choice Award hey, winners, hey. best podcast, Kansas City. You know, so I'm like, now I'm getting a chance to sit down and talk to some guys that's probably on the verge of changing the way that Kansas City is going to be looked at. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. y'all don't know what y'all about to do tomorrow. Like, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, but I get a chance to now talk to y'all. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't mean. take that moment lightly. You know what I'm saying? I'm still up here on the podcast today looking at Willie D. Uh, have y'all any of y'all follow mm-hmm. Willie D? Any y'all know? Any I know y'all, what that is. Willie, mm-hmm. Willie D, ghetto boys. Uh, no. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so anyway, this, this Negro, he didn't put up a whole podcast uh, saying dusty niggas in Kansas City, this and that. All because of the Martin Luther King oh, renaming. That. that was yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, Willie D. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? But, you know, uh, yeah, I Willie D. Where the camera is? Which, which camera is Willie D going to see us in? This one. Hey, Willie D. Now, for one, nigga, we ain't dusty. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But uh, on some real stuff. I can understand where you're coming from about you thinking that uh, the black people in Kansas City uh, wanted this to happen, but yo, yo, the narrative. Let me allow me to apologize <laughs> to you, Willie D. You know what I'm saying for for the fact that the narrative that you have taken on about Kansas City has become your truth. The black people in Kansas City was not in favor. Of the Martin Luther King being revoked, they was not in favor of Martin Luther King name not being presented. As a matter of fact, what it was in Kansas City, it was a matter of people felt black people felt that they vote and that their voice wasn't included on the matter. You know what I mean? So to think that you know, what I'm saying it was black people who wanted this now, nah, to think that it was black people who wanted Martin Luther King to not have a true presence. That's 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 so far from the truth. You know what I'm saying? Kansas City, we love, we respect, we appreciate everything that Martin Luther King stood for, fought for, and died for. You know what I mean? So I don't I would hate for Willie D to tell this story about Kansas City saying that that was our intentions. That's not that was not our intentions. Kansas City went through a, a voting process. With the city where a lot of the residents, whether you was a resident on the street, because it's a street here called Pacell Boulevard uh, that has been uh, historically, Pacell has never had the stigma of uh, having violence, crime, murder, none of that kind of stuff. So in, in, in my opinion, uh, the name change that happened because of votes, you know, uh, and, and I didn't have a dog in that in that fight per se, but. For them to change the name, I feel like it was a chance for Kansas City to be the benchmark and to be uh, the standard of what a Martin Luther King Avenue could have been when it came to uh, a national standpoint of leadership. Because, again, the history of Purcell has never been known for any kind of it never encompassed any of those things that's negative. So I thought it could have been a great opportunity for Kansas City to showcase what a Martin Luther King Avenue could have been. In regards to them taking the name off, it was not because black people of Kansas City wanted or didn't have the level of respect for Martin Luther King. It was simply because of the voting process. So I just want to make sure that that's clear to Willie D and to all the hundreds of thousands of listeners and viewers that's commenting and agreeing with what Willie D is saying about Kansas City. And I also want to say to Kansas City, you know what I'm saying? Like, shame on us for us even having that type of a fight. 
where we allow our narratives to be told that way. You know what mm. I mean? Like, shame on Kansas City. It's a lot of things that we could be out here fighting for. It's a lot of things that we should be out here standing in agreement in. One being with what Byron Allen is fighting for, but that's a whole nother conversation. You know what I mean? But right. um, here in Kansas City, to the, to the family of Dr. Martin Luther King, we love and appreciate you. And I'm saying that on behalf of myself, Joseph Thomas, I'm assuming Save that, it. you know, since saving for the podcast is in agreement with that. Willie D, don't disrespect Kansas City like that, brother. Much love to you. Much, you know what I'm saying? Like, you are a great musician, uh, a great artist. Uh, you have done a ton for the hip-hop community. Uh, with all due respect, I respect my elders. But at the same time, I stand and I ride with Kansas City. You know what I mean? And that's the wrong narrative to put out on it. So, and I that's from me. That ain't got nothing to do with Tell him. Uh, that's from me. Yeah. You know Tell them where saying? you can find uh, find you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can compensate uh, if you want 18 to compensate. Yeah, because that would be a great conversation. Willie D, that would be a great conversation. I'm right here on the corner of the historic 18th and Vine uh, Jazz District. I'm inside of the historic Lincoln Building that has been over here that has been standing here for over 100 years old. This is a black mecca. This is a Kansas City version of the Black Wall Street. I am on Vine Street. On Vine Street alone, we have over 30 black-owned businesses just in between 18th and 19th from a corner to a corner. We got over 30 black-owned businesses, offices, storefronts that's operating and that's doing well for Kansas City right here on the corner of 18th Divine. I would love for you to take a trip to Kansas City so we can have that conversation. As a matter of fact, we, I'm one, I'm literally <laughs> one block east of Purcell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The street that was just renamed from Martin Luther King. I'm one block east of that, man. Uh, Willie D, let's have lunch. It's it's a couple of beautiful restaurants down here, man. Uh, I could take you to We can ride up and down Mar uh, Purcell Boulevard and let's talk about it. But I can't let you say that we some dusty niggas in Kansas City that, that as black folks wanted to, to take Martin Luther King. No, brother. That's, that's the wrong conversation. That's the wrong everything so you know uh let's mm -hmm. talk about it please yeah. and if oh. you can pull up to the summit that that it you know i'd be even better even if you can let's show that connection man let's show that connection Word. let's show how we can agree to disagree let's show that we have black unity not just from kansas city to texas but from corner to corner man uh this is it's up to us to create our future it's up to us to create our narratives and let's do it man let's do it so that's what i'm saying like online just to that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, you can just create just a big deal over yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. People yeah. just, we against each other so goddamn much when all we got to do is just sit down and talk. talk. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. You're not from here, so you don't know what... One person don't speak for the whole town. You know what I mean? Right. Straight you might have heard something and just... Ran with, with that, like Kaepernick. negativity is what's hot right yeah, now. Yeah, we, no. we don't sales. know what Kaepernick sales. is going through. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even with that situation, right. if he wanted his own media... So y'all can't change the narrative when y'all record them. What's wrong with right. that? Right. I was in agreement with that. I don't know how y'all felt about like him okay. changing the venue and all that, but I approved of it. Like, why should he trust the NFL if they've already fucked him once? You know, like right. you said, don't make the same mistakes. You know, you talk mm -hmm. to your team. So why would they expect Kaepernick to make the same mistake? Like, Go into a closed room mm -hmm. with a nigga that's already tried to stab you. Right. Why would you go into go a closed room and close the door again? Like that we'll makes no fucking sense. I think I think it was more. It was just the timing of it. I think he did it like two hours prior, two or three hours prior mm -hmm. to the actual. So do y'all really care? Who them NFL? If they would have knew like two days before or three like, hours why do before, do y'all do y'all y'all even gonna allow him to play another snap in the NFL anyway? 
I doubted it from you the know what I mean. Y'all was gonna pull up with, with who? Who was gonna pull up? They mm-hmm. said representatives for every team. I believe the water boy could have showed up and been a representative of the team. Right, yeah, y'all could have just. Oh uh, yeah, we had. You know, our, our, our staff from the Ravens pull up. Like, it was the ball boy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You can just do whatever. Put anything yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think it was a publicity stunt by the NFL, honestly. That's my personal take. I don't think they was going to give him a chance because if they was going to give him a chance. We did it three years ago. That uh, and they wouldn't have done it in the middle of the season where none of the owners or none of the actual decision makers are going to be there you know they did it on a random ass day mm-hmm. and you know what i mean I like don't get a they, peaceful protest is this big of a deal bro and i heard it um, is, the story behind crazy. it didn't a vet tell him to do that a veteran yeah. tell him yeah. to yeah. Deal? yeah he got the idea to kneel awareness. from a veteran what you think about that joy How do you i mean uh be quite situation? honest with you um um i really haven't even took a lot of time to study yeah. the kaepernick situation currently yeah mm-hmm. previously yeah Currently, the whole Jay-Z thing, Kaepernick, NFL, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of lost in it. Uh, one of my partners, shout out to Dave Jordan, man, Dispatch Post. And uh, and I don't even want to necessarily quote him, but one thing that he kind of brought to my attention that made sense was, Joey, at the end of the day, Kaepernick has created so much controversy about him taking the knee. If he would have got picked back up into the NFL and the first time he would not have took a knee, what would have happened? Right. The first time that he would have that, that the game would have played and, and the game mm-hmm. would have been on, if he would not be out there taking that knee, like what would have happened? So okay. when he when he broke it down to me that way, I'm like, well, damn, you know, that kind of makes sense. Like if he would if that first game he would have been out there standing up versus taking that knee, everything that he fought for would have been in vain. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. So right. if he if he if it, going back to your point, you know what I'm saying, uh. Three years ago, you know what I mean? Like, they knew he wasn't going to take a knee. And if they know now, I mean, they knew he was going to take a knee. And if they know still that he's still wanting to take a knee, or if that's not a stipulation and or a stipulation, then what's really the point of it all? Like, who's really pulling whose strings right now? You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to the whole publicity stunt and everything, who's really, you know what I'm saying, behind it? Because I, like, when when he brought it to my attention and said it that way, I'm like, well, damn, like... Would he take a knee if he if he got picked up in the NFL right now? Would. would he still well, take a knee? The rule, the rule is you got to if you ain't gonna stand up, you got to stay in the uh, tunnel or the locker room. Would he That's still need yeah. to though? I don't think he would still need to. I think him being back in the league would bring more awareness. You know what I mean? For yeah, I mean, I mean, again, I, negativity sells, so it would be a bunch of motherfuckers. Uh, Saying he didn't sold really believe out. that he yeah, sold out, got the bag. He's not taking a knee. So I'm saying him but, doing that brought awareness. Like, right, it brought awareness to me. You know what I mean? Right, right. So now, what are we doing now? We we got the awareness part. We got it. We yeah, I mean, you can't stay now taking what? a knee. What are you we gotta doing now? Move to the next step. Yeah. yeah, right. But the reason I say it was a publicity stunt, back to what you was talking about, is because obviously I didn't see the contract, but the the word is the contract that they were going to have. Kaepernick signed, mm-hmm. exonerated the NFL of any wrongdoing mm. previously. Mm. Obviously, there was some wrongdoing or they wouldn't have gave him that settlement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if there wasn't any wrongdoing, why are you asking me to sign something saying there wasn't? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I say I think more more so than anything, they, they're not going to allow me to play because the NFL owners are looking at basically risk versus reward. Mm-hmm. If you're not 
coming out throwing up Patrick Mahomes numbers, five touchdowns, four hundred yards, yeah, yeah. And, and dubs every every time. Then why do I need to bring all this drama to my team? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Facts. So that's why I say it was a publicity stunt to try to get him to sign and say they they didn't do anything wrong to me mm-hmm. and say, well, we gave him a chance, right, but none of the teams wanted him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, it's easy to hide the footage if they're if they're not allowing media. Yeah. Right. So I if I hear you guys clearly, I think this is that moment where we say Kaepernick. They got a microphone for you too. Right. <laughs> I was just they got a microphone for you, man. And this that was my whole problem throughout the whole deal. We never heard him say Right. You saw after the settlement? Before Could he? even before now. Like you can get online right now. You can get on Instagram stories or whatever. Explain, you know, what do you want to happen now? After so what? what before now? You're are, are you say before after the settlement. I, I think after the settlement, I don't think he could talk could talk he? at all. About I, the the particular I'm case, I'm talking about the awareness. Right, he, he was speaking about it. What was he saying? I mean, he was just saying the reason he was saying the reason that he did it, and then how the the veteran told him to do it. Like I'm saying, like the action behind it. Now, after that, you got right, our attention yeah. now. What action should we take? What's the next step? Mm, like Joy, you you've been active throughout here. He may be active. Like I, I just we don't, don't hear yeah, right. anything yeah. he's doing. But yeah. again, you know I think I mean? that's because. For one, you got to go search out the positive things he's doing because negativity That's always my point. sells. We shouldn't have to. If the negativity is selling, something positive should pop up somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't hear anything positive nowhere. Well, if they don't hear, if they're controlling so. all the media shit, like his page, he can't go on his page and say any goddamn. Which now brings us to the I don't know the, the whole Byron Allen type of situation, net neutrality, and all that other kind of good stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm assuming y'all for me, y'all podcast. So I'm assuming mm. that y'all understand net neutrality in its fullness. You know what I mean? No, Where, I don't even know what that is. So let's look at it this way. This is net neutrality. Boom. That's a coffee so, cup. That's a so, water. <laughs> okay. so this is representing 50 people. This representing 50 people. Right on. This 50 people right here, we about to put together a whole bunch of messages, messages about black positivity, black love, Kaepernick situations, all the goodness, mm-hmm. badness, everything good and loving about black people. This group of 50 people, they're going to put together white love, white togetherness, white homes, white, white this. I'm only saying white because it's the opposite of black. Right, it's, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ain't necessarily got to be black. But they're going to put together them. So what happens is together at the same time, at the same on the same platforms, we're going to all push sin. So we're going to have a bunch of hashtags. They're going to have a bunch of hashtags. We're going to have a bunch of content videos. They're going to have a bunch of content videos. We're going to have all the same thing. It's just two different messages that we want to get out, and it's two different platforms of people that we want to inspire, motivate, push, whatever the case. Boom, we push sin. Hmm. Now, the platform we send it on is probably Facebook. So Facebook going to say, okay, well, when everybody get on their cell phones, we're going to show more of this oh. on their timelines mm-hmm. and and you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But when people get on they, we ain't gonna really show. We gonna kinda yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? So now yeah. so now you got people that's out here fighting for net neutrality, which is internet being neutral. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like make this thing fair. Facebook, quit quit blocking, you know what I mean, what we wanna see, quit blocking what we need to hear. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about y'all, but when I get on my Facebook daily, I see a bunch of nonsense. I see a That's bunch hard. of depressing messages. I, I only, and then not only do I see a bunch of nonsense, depressing messages, I also see it from maybe about, I got, I got, I'm capped out 5,000. I probably see maybe a good strong 40 people. 
of five thousand. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so again, it's that net, it's, it's that blockage. And you cannot convince me that you're not listening. It's no reason why I'm in the shop talking about some new shoes, and then when I go on Instagram or Facebook, it them new shoes up. pop up like. Right. The Alexas are listening. The series are listening. You know what I'm saying? Like, so again, that's what the whole net neutrality situation is about. Which again, Byron Allen kind of topped on, top, touched on a little bit. But more importantly, he touched on just the fact of media inclusion as well as economical inclusion. You know what I mean? Which, if we even dig a little deeper, that's the same thing. Like he explained the reasons why a person like a Martin Luther King was assassinated. You know what I mean? Martin Luther King was never assassinated for the I Have a Dream speech. Martin Luther King was assassinated because of the poor man's speech. You know what I'm saying? Because he wanted to bring exposure and he wanted to bring more knowledge and education to the other side of America, which is what we might call it the one percenters, Illuminati, or whatever else that we Mm -hmm, want to call it. mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He was bringing awareness to saying, hey, it's a whole other side to America that they legally, you're not even included in. That from generationally, like, you would never be included in. Let me tell y'all a little bit about that. Martin Luther King, he wasn't worried about making the black man rich. He was worried about making humankind rich and understanding and exposing them to it. And they was like, nah, nigga. Nah, we gonna cut Nah, nigga. Right. We gotta get this nigga out the way. So within the, the, the Martins, the Nipsies, Nipsies, the Dr. Sebi's. Do you ever get an ill feeling with what you do? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, bro. I got a um so this this is Joey, what can we do? This this is um, you know, Nipsey should have never been assassinated on the same corner in front of the same store, in front of his family, in front of his friends, from a place that he invested in, a place that he gave to, a place that he truly believed in, an area like that should not have happened. There should be a level of protection, you know what I'm saying? And not saying that it wasn't. But there has to be a level of protection for those that are because ain't nobody coming down here to save us. Right. Ain't nobody coming down here to protect us and make sure that we got what we need. If that's the case, it would have been happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to make all this kind of stuff happen for ourselves and for the ones that's bold enough to go out there and say, I'm about to make this thing happen. Man, I need y'all protection. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got a program right now I'm putting together that, um, in brief, Will possibly serve as a diversion program. Cold. What time? Like, this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> he said, what? "You don't know what, what, what like, how you doing <laughs> all this that's stuff." I, like, I mean, time? Everything, um, bro. That's what's like. I mean, he say hell? when he ain't cutting hair, he unemployed, so that gives him time <laughs> yeah. to like yeah. work on other <laughs> stuff. So this, this major project that I'm working on right now, man. Uh, Lord willing, you know, I'm trying to. Um, we got some things rocking and rolling with the family division court system. You know what I mean? Um, in, in brief, it would be a skilled entrepreneurial and uh, mental development program that would be served as a. It be looked at and served as a divergent program. And when I say divergent, is how do we stop? these young individuals, male and female, from being entered into a system, how can we give them that last bit of chance, that last bit of hope before y'all just write them off? You know, uh, I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with the fact that back in January 2017, here in Missouri, you know, there was a law passed where right now a kid, there's no age cap too young on the kid for them to be looked at as a class D or E felon if they get into a fight and cause any type of bodily harm. So when you hear people say, oh, man, you got these whole school to prison pipeline systems, yeah, that shit really exists. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like right now, we are telling our young people that, especially, and right now I'm talking to the African-Americans, you know what I'm saying? No disrespect to nobody else, but right now in our African-American communities, 
our young kid, hell, as a parent, you gotta be worried about your young child being able to return home. You know, so you gotta think, you gotta, you gotta hope that your child ain't getting pulled over and getting shot to death by a cop. Sex you gotta hope that your your child ain't out here getting caught getting caught in crossfire from senseless murders and senseless shootouts. You gotta hope that your child ain't out here getting enticed by drugs and alcohol and uh, all kind of perversions and everything else. You gotta hope that your daughter ain't getting kidnapped because we got all these thousands of, of, of black African American females that's missing. Ain't nobody got no answers for sixty thousand. You, know, so, you know what I mean? Like you, so you gotta worry about all that. And then on top of that. When your kid go to school, you gotta wear, you gotta hope and pray every they single day. Your kid ain't coming back home a fail, a goddamn fail. So we, we talking about these. How many of y'all got into a fight in elementary? Every single one. Every single one. So now imagine that fight. You hit somebody, boom, you bust their nose, and now that's bodily harm. Now imagine yourself getting in trouble. You just having a fight. It just it's a fight. It's, it's what kids do. You get into this fight. And if they want to press the issue strong enough, you possibly looking at a class D or E felony. Out the game. That's so now wild. you a felon before you even had puberty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you ain't really understanding yeah, with the all the, you know what I'm saying? You ain't even understand all the stipulations. Your parent probably ain't got no money to fight it in court. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now here it is. When it's time for you to go to college, you can't go. When it's time for you to get that loan to buy a house, you can't get it. When it's time for you to get that job that you thought you always wanted and dreamed of, it's hard. You know what I mean? Like in right now you got you got prisons and private jails that are suing cities and states, municipal and judicial systems because of low attendance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like so connect the dots. Connect the dots, you know what I mean? So when you say, hey, Joe, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, are you kind of worried? You got damn right worried about it, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I know without a doubt the stuff that I'm working towards and trying to push and uh, not even working, the stuff that I'm working on currently, you know what I mean? Because it's going to happen. Um, yeah, do, do I think I'm kind of signing a, a, a early, you know, exit certificate? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do I think that uh, the powers that be are going to want an entity or a, a program in position to to – to decrease the number of prison occupancy? No, they're not gonna want that. That Mm-mm. you now messing decreases up the, dollars. Yeah, yeah you know. Right. So, so yeah, I you know, but you know, um, I again, shout out to Byron Allen. I when he when he said that comment, I burned my knee pads a long time ago, brother. I I felt every word he said about that. Damn. You know, what I'm saying right. I, I can't live my life in fear. You know what I mean? Uh, and I only hope that. Again, that community protects. I only hope that that community looks out for my children. I only hope that that community makes sure that, you know what I mean, what we are being done, what we are trying to do continues to go, whether I'm right. here or not. So I, I ain't operating in fear, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Work got to be done. Seeing that, be you, done. seeing that you got a lot of things happening in the community, is that like part of the reason why you ran for it? Third district or what was it? Third, third district. Yep, third in district councilman. Um, that was a huge part of it. Uh, and then also me just being again transparent. Uh, I wasn't a hundred percent satisfied with the attitudes of the individuals that I feel like was responsible for our communities. You know what I mean? I asked certain questions. I got certain answers about, hey, what the future of the third look like? You know what I'm saying? What the future of uh, this area, this district, these situations look like? And the answers that I was getting was pretty much. Shit, it'll work itself out. It is, you know what it is what it is. It, it, it was, you know, and I wasn't satisfied with that because, again, the answers that I was getting was from people that didn't understand or appreciate the fact that, hey, man, I, I'm born and raised in this area, and I still, I'm still here in this area because I choose to, not because I have to. 
You know what I'm right. saying? And the reason why I choose to is because of a much bigger picture that I've seen for not only the people that make this up, but also because of the potential that I feel and know that exists. You know what I mean? So if the attitude is, ah, shit, that wasn't good enough for me. You know what I mean? And me running the first time campaign, mm-hmm. hell, at, at, at general election, the campaign had just turned nine months old. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and we fell behind by 8%. You know what I mean? And 8% equivalates to uh, roughly over 900 votes. Mm-hmm. And of those 900 votes, 700 of those votes was absentee ballots. And anybody that know how absentee ballots work, we lost by 200-some votes. Let me just say it that way. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So we made a hell of a splash for our first campaign. You know, uh, uh, without a doubt, I'm I, like, I can't, words can't even express how proud of the team and the support that we received. I can't even express how proud I was of that. And uh, I ain't stopping no time soon. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, I ain't stopping no time soon, man. Um, we're going to keep going. We we campaigning right now. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. I, 2023, it's four years away, but shit, we campaigning right now. Right. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So, yeah. How, how do you feel about, I think it's a young lady who won, right? Melissa like, Robinson. Yeah, how yeah. do you feel about her, like, the things that she's doing to help the community? Uh, I think that Melissa Robinson won. I think that Melissa Robinson um, is uh, the third district, in district councilwoman right now. And I, uh, I pray and hope that uh, she's doing everything that's needed for third district to move forward from a uh, from a progressive standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Being a representative is just that. That position is not yours to own or keep. That position is yours to have for the moment and push the agenda forward. And I hope that you pushing the agenda of the people forward and not of the programs and processes forward. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times people get confused on that seat that they in. They start thinking like me and my team own certain things. No. You know what I'm saying? That's a seat that should have always been for the people. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? Throughout certain things, throughout certain situations, the the why gets lost, you know what I mean? Right, and right. I'm not saying. Answer this. Do you do you think she already had her foot in the door though? Without a doubt, yeah. I mean, you know, saying she she was prepared for that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. saying I I heard some of the comments. And I I seen you people out there uh, <laughs> putting messages up. Uh, Joey was uh uh the least experienced and this that, and the Man, third. You know, right. saying and uh, you know and I get it. You know, respectfully, I get it. All the naysayers. You know what I mean? But uh, this woman has been a part of certain agendas and uh, organizations and associations since she was a teenager. Now, does that make things better or not? That's that's to be seen. You know what I'm saying? But there are certain organizations out here that are in existence to say who should be next, what situation should be next, mm-hmm. what topics should be fought and talked about. There are associations that do that, and she belongs to one of the oldest and uh, most boisterous uh, organizations in Kansas City, which is Freedom, Inc. You know what I mean? Shout out to the history of Freedom, Inc. Uh, Shout out to the legacy of Freedom, Inc. And shout out to the existence of Freedom, Inc. You know, we're talking about something that's 58 years old that was founded by people by the likes of, you know, uh, your Bruce R. Watkins and your Leon Jordans, people that, again, live and die for progression of Kansas City when it comes to civic and community engagement. Does that still does that same spirit still exist today? Again, that's to be seen. See, that's crazy. That's to be seen. So you know, that's wild. Yeah. Man. yeah. Do you um while we while we on this and I'm just looking at the time and everything, did we go through everything you wanted to promote on this pod? 
Uh, I don't even know. I don't even remember what all I sent you. I mean, I'm Man, kind of, I, I kind of send it and forget it. You well, know yeah, what I'm I, I think we covered all. Did we the cover? Because I can't, know. I can't look at it. Uh, yeah, joints. So yeah, I want to make sure <laughs> before everything starts. <laughs> Droid to the rescue again. I mean, <laughs> what are you talking about? Everybody else got a phone too. So what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't oh, know. I mean, you, cool. you know, you've been dropping a lot of knowledge man, here, what? man. You know what I'm saying? Big Fam. enough, Kansas City, whole lot. Yeah, just to make sure I before, want you to, before we close it up. I, I need you to tell us about the craziest or funniest thing that had ever happened in your years of barbering. You know what I'm saying? Then we can, you know, close it out it's on that funny. tip. Uh, history of Joey Cunning. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, y'all did yeah, great. Man. Man. That was what y'all did great. You killed it, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the only thing power of collaborations. Well, we you, didn't talk on that. You kind of spoke on it, but you didn't really speak on okay. like, but you just like with the people that you be linking up with that's helping yeah. you, you yeah. know, throughout. So it's deeper right. than that. Please speak on that. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Let me answer your question first. So uh, I mean, we, we can end with my question. But okay, if you want to yeah. speak on the power so, collaborations? Uh, power collaborations, ahead. and again, I'm gonna look in this camera as I. <laughs> um, Kansas City, we have to again. I'm gonna use that word intentional. We have to be intentional about our collaborations. You know what I mean? Uh, we have to be intentional about the fact and the power of uh, numbers, the power of group. Uh, from from where are we talking about it from an economical standpoint? Or are we just talking about it from a uh, uh, from a, a goal setting uh, standpoint? We got to work together. You know what I mean? Uh, right now, uh, me myself, I'm, I'm gonna put myself out there. I'm working on, and we at the No Joy Foundation are working on our 12th annual Turkey Tuesday. Of this 12th annual Turkey Tuesday, we have really been working diligently on bringing other partners in and bringing other people in that can really help push agendas further in Kansas City. However, what these partners are looking for, they're willing to see how well we as city and how well as we as individuals can work together. So the more that we show them that we cannot work together, the more that there's, that's making them say, hey, let's just focus on other neighborhoods and communities. You know what I mean? Um, not to necessarily throw anybody uh, out there, but I will just say we have to start working together. We have to start understanding that together we can conquer so much more. We have to understand that as we do things, have a why. Have a, have a reason why you're doing something versus just doing something to be doing something. You know what I mean? Have a long-term game, man. I've seen this thing in these last 12-plus years. Jay-Z said, grand opening, grand closing. I've seen so many situations where people get an itch up their butt and think, oh, man, I'm about to do this. Two years later, you're letting the whole community down. You're letting the whole neighborhood down because you was never truly in it for the long haul. You were just in it for the short, you know what I'm saying, for the short fame or whatever the case may be. So what I'm going to say is we have to start collaborating together, man, and we have to start talking and communicating to understand and to discover our bigger solutions. Point in case, the Martin Luther King situation, you know what I mean? That's an embarrassment. Kansas City should be ashamed of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that's... This situation made it to CNN. Mm. You know what I mean? This situation made it all the way to CNN. This situation got people like Willie D saying that these dusty niggas down in Kansas City. Like, like we have to control our narratives as a community, as a body of people, as as, as a city, as a town or whatever. We got to start working together. Um, I'm going to kind of leave it at that, man. I just really just want to challenge everybody to start working together more. You know what I'm saying? Start... Get the ego out the way, you know what I'm saying? Get the this and that out the way and start working together more because there are bigger... P- Kansas City is on the verge of a lot of things. 
for those that may or may not be paying attention, we got a lot of development going on in Kansas City. We got a lot of money being poured into Kansas City. We Right now, we got a billion-dollar project that's going on right up here at the airport. We got a lot of resources that are being poured into Kansas City. And the more that we showing that we are disconnected, the easier it's going to be for others to come in and take over. You know what I'm saying? We, what did it say? Together we stand, divided we fall. The, the, the more that we do not collaborate, work together, communicate, push agendas together, the easier it's going to be for anybody to come in, conquer, take over, run people out. It just it, you it, you make it too easy. So that's crazy. I'm gonna leave it at that, man. What was your question, bro? <laughs> what was your I, question? Yeah. No, like, I was saying uh, we could close it out with you telling us the the crazier or the funniest thing that took place in 18 OV or over there on Indiana. You know. Jordan, what's the craziest thing that happened up here, man? So many. Yeah, right. <laughs> shit, every damn day is a, um, uh, I don't, I, shit, uh, I didn't got so, so used to the norm. Um, he says the norm. Right. Uh, uh, I, well, I would say crazy. It's probably several weeks ago. We had a lady out here. I'm, I'm cutting hair. Older white lady. She comes. I look over to the side, I see a car kind of swerving down the street, and the only thing that stopped the car was the sidewalk, you know what I mean? So, boom, sidewalk stopped the car. I go out there, I'm looking out the window, I see what's happening. I just see some butt cheeks in the window. I'm like, damn, like, what's going on? <laughs> so I walk outside, the lady, she's like stumbling out the car. I can't even say she was drunk because I didn't smell no liquor, you know what I mean? So I didn't smell no liquor or whatever. So um, we trying to like, like grab her and... But as we whoa, grabbing whoa, her, whoa. her pants are. Yeah. You touched her naked. Old white lady naked. That's she, her pants was like her pants was. Oh, they wasn't necessarily down. on whoa, the whoa, ankles. Whoa, I'm not touching. Huh? She was falling. Yeah. yeah. We didn't okay. grab her. We didn't grab her. We didn't grab her. She was definitely falling. And Courtney just happened to be there to. Scoop her up. Yeah. yeah. Well, her like, pants like, were still down, her though. Was down. Her ass well, how your hands did that? Ass cheeks. Ass cheeks down. It wasn't me. He's like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They hey. said, so the pants yeah. wasn't quite to the ankles. Man. They was like in between the knee and the ankle area. So they was like, she couldn't That's really crazy. move, you know what I mean? But as we looked down, the whole middle it was just like she what? pissed on herself. What? So they were just what? soaking wet, you know what, what I mean? So I'm looking, I'm like, damn. But Corbin still, I'm like, Corbin, let her go, you know? But he's still, he's trying to make sure she's good. So as he's trying to like carry her from her car and bring her up to the sidewalk, she started pissing on herself again. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, I ain't. <laughs> but I go to her car and I'm looking in her car trying to see if maybe like if it's like some evidence of some kind of drug paraphernalia, like some. Cause I'm like, this woman is on something. Car still in gear, it's mm. still running, still in gear. So I'm like, damn, let me at least put it she in parking. <laughs> So put the car in park, you know what I'm saying? Stop the car, oh, grab her cell phone, and we finally get a chair. We sit her down. You know what I mean? So what chair was this? The one you said. I think it's that one. Now we like solid. You know what I'm saying? So uh so boom, you know, so she said we we sitting her outside, because mind you, if you would, you know, I mean, hell, you know, we've been transparent. We got a, a a shop full of black men. What that's what I was saying, fam. Shop full of black men, loud, talking about Kobe and LeBron and yelling and, you know what I'm saying, a lot of testosterone aggression, you know what I'm saying, going on with this elderly white woman with her pants down, with piss all in the middle of her pants. So that's just a disaster. So you got to stay outside, man. <laughs> you know what I'm so we called the cops, you know what I'm saying, finally called the cops. 
Uh, and then some kind of way, Corbin got to her phone. He called her daughter. Hey, if y'all can get here first, hurry up, come get y'all mama. She tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, well, you know, she was at the hospital. Our dad went through something and she's feeling this way. Da, da, so I we're about to come care. get her. Right. So, um. Right, just come yeah, get her. So, so, right. <laughs> so she's steadily trying to, because she tried to come inside the shop at least about five, six times. Every time we stopping her, ma'am, you got to sit outside. <laughs> because again, yeah. the last thing I need is for this 50-year-old white lady to be sitting inside of a shop full of black men crying. And drunk or whatever, high, whatever she That's is. It just yeah, half how naked. Are we, See, have, how are we going to explain Nigga, that to the Hold cops? Up. So you know ain't what nobody saying? pulled up the pissy panty. She ain't pulled up her clothes by now. Well, I'm saying like, she she pulled she, she pulled them up, <laughs> oh, okay. but they was like she still had a little sag to it. Like you know, what I'm saying the top cheeks was still kind of. You know what I'm saying? You can still see the, the, the sun wasn't fully out. set. You know what I'm saying? Buns were out. You know what I'm saying? So so boom, we trying to keep her out. So out of nowhere, the cops get here at the same time as the family. But mind you, so let me, I forgot this part. The whole front of her bump, half of her bumper was hanging off because on her way down, she hit a truck. Oh, shit. She hit a truck on her way down. That's what caused her to swerve and caused her to stop at the curb. So now this, this, this bumper hanging down. So it was kind of crazy because she's here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the cops here. Uh, the family pulls up and then out of nowhere Brandon Ellington pulls up so it's like damn what's the chance of that so we all kind of trying to figure out what's going on the cops come here and I just knew because I'm so used to the images of what cops do I just knew either this woman about to get tased or she about to go to jail <laughs> the cops came in and the first question they asked us was hey do anybody got any tape no you guys got any rope ain't got no rope either instead of them going out there and you know, arresting or doing things that we probably are used to, they went out there and started fixing her car. <laughs> they went out there and was fixing her bumper, and then after they fixed her bumper, the daughter then got in the driver's seat, the mother got in the passenger seat, and they rolled off. So nothing about the car they hit or nothing? You no lying. tickets was rolled. No lying. They fixed the bumper with some tape and some... They... Wait, wait. they they, they holding it up. One holding no. it up. The other one. Taping it up. Yes. Roping it up. Like yeah, she's still, she, ah. They didn't ask about, like, they didn't ask her, like, like ma'am, you been drinking any? Nothing. They rolled off into They didn't sunset. even look at, they didn't even search your car. Any, I mean, I don't know if they can search it, but they, they, no, they, they, they fixed it. They, they didn't search it. No, no, no. <laughs> they, uh, they did. They opened up their trunk to see if she had some rope or tape in there. <laughs> They opened up the trunk to see if she had rubber tape. Okay. Um, wow. So that probably yeah, was the wildest, like. Then lost the phone. Threw it, threw us all off, bro. Yeah, threw us all off. I got a couple. I got a couple more uh, mm -hmm. questions. Mm -hmm. uh, what's more satisfying, uh, somebody to come and get their hair cut weekly, or me woofing it out and you making this haircut look crispy as fuck? Like me going for like a month and a half or something. That's a great question. That's a real good question. Um, so from a satisfaction standpoint, I love canvases. Like I like give me the roughest Clean. canvas. Yeah. Let me mm -hmm. make you completely over. Uh, believe it or not, I got customers. I'd be like, man, why you come so much? You know what I'm saying? Like uh, <laughs> I got because you know what I'm saying because wow. sometimes like because some people's skin <laughs> don't Jeez. take like razors well or you know what I'm saying. Um, and, and I'm not saying why you come so much, not because I don't need the money, because, you know what I'm saying, I need cash like a car, I need gas, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, is that it's more so like, 
I'd be like telling them like, hey man, you know, switch it up a little bit. Let your skin oh, heal. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, you can't say come so much. And then switch it up. See, man, y'all listening to much Drake, man. Y'all listening, y'all listening to much Drake. Hey, you switched him up. He pumped up. You gotta like, know who you dealing crazy. with. Um, you got you gotta know look, your audience. Look, when you look, talk look it, it wasn't even me. I let you slide like three times. But you can't. Right. Yeah. Like, this shit was in them like darts. You know, he like, ah, ah, you know, like you spoke some game. I tried to grow up like that. You know, but. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you finish the story. It's so, interesting. I'm trying to think I, I can, girl can, I can even say this shit. I'm trying to think I can say They can't come no right. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They cannot attend. Uh, nah, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm saying, but yeah, satisfying would be full canvas. Like, let me, let me, let me give you the 180V. So the 180V, although it's a play on words with address and snap, the whole marketing promotion behind it was 180 is turnaround. So com- creating complete turnarounds on the vine. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I got two more things. Um, um, <laughs> one, is, one is we always ask our guests, what advice would you give us as a podcast? Oh, man. The early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, great. Uh, we just going to the second. Yeah. The second mouse get the cheese. It's never too late. It's never too late. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm about to say the first mouse missed out. What you now he got caught by the trap. There you go. There you go. It's all about strategy. So, the Joy Foundation. Uh, uh, are y'all ever going to have like. Check your foundation. Say us. Like, man, let's link up. Let's do what we can do to help save it. Put some money behind them or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I hear you, you. You know, you're doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. collecting for whoever. But would you, or y'all branching off into doing stuff like that? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, when I'm, I think if I'm hearing you collecting, you're saying are we open to collaborations. Yes. Collaborating we- as in just out of nowhere, though. Like, let, let's go in. Help this, but or like, like you said, you had the brother at school had the shoes or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like y'all go out, furnish his whole closet. Okay, I see what you Some said. So, so it's two parts to that. Uh, Joseph Thomas, me, I'm open to as long as I can help, I'm willing to. The No Joy Foundation, uh, legally is our Articles of Incorporation is Entrepreneur Development for Young Men. We learned gotcha. we learned mm-hmm. the eight hundred and seventy dollar lesson back in I think that was back in two thousand ten as well. A young guy by the name of Aaron, you know what I'm saying? Um I'm at the shop on 39th Street cutting one day. Young fella, uh his family called. Um, hey, we know that you do this and that in the neighborhood. Uh my son or nephew, whatever it is, he just got shot in the chest. Um, and we want you guys to help us do a fundraiser because he's shot, he's paralyzed, he needs some money. And the only the surgery that he got to get, he got to go out of town. You know what I mean? Uh, his brother was there with him. His brother had to catch him. It was a sad story. I'm like, damn, like, no, let me figure out a way to help, right? So uh, immediately, that weekend, you know what I'm saying, we found out where the guy worked and found out stuff about him. He ended up working at Hy-Vee. And Hy-Vee is a community-owned grocery store. Um, so we reached out to them. <clears throat> hey, Hy-Vee, can we do some kind of fundraiser? Uh, your employee. Oh, Aaron, oh, my God, it's sad. We love Aaron. 
So for two days, Saturday and Sunday, we did a fundraiser. We raised a little, we raised about eight hundred seventy dollars and some change. You did a what? A fundraiser. Okay. Yeah, we stood out. We stood out. <laughs> this nigga's an asshole. Well, I didn't know you what a fundraiser. Fundraiser. Fund fund oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Come again? Say what? Nah. So we uh, <laughs> I'm with you. So we. So, <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> what movie was that? High school, high school. Come again. So, nigga, <laughs> 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 talking to himself live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third party, like a month. So, uh, so, uh, yeah. so, uh, so we did a fundraiser. In front of Javi, uh, for two, for two days in a row, uh -huh. we raised over eight hundred seventy dollars. So we got the money, uh, went up to the hospital, uh, back and forth every day. We at the hospital checking on the little dude. He paralyzed. He can't Dang. answer, can't respond, can't do nothing. His girlfriend there, uh, family there, little cousins, brothers, all kind of people there, right? So, um, so boom, we raised the money. And I remember the mother, his biological mother, she called, hey, you know, uh, basically, can we get that money? Uh, we, we, we got a doctor and we're going to take him to get this surgery. Um, and I, I want to use the money because I want to take myself. And she named off like seven or eight other siblings, you know, some cousins. And this, I'm going to take all of us and we're going to go up there for two or three days while he get the surgery. Now, although it wasn't my money, I'm still like, I'm like, well, ma'am, I don't think that might be the wisest thing to do with this money. Considering the fact that this little dude got a girlfriend. They got their own house. They got their own situation. Mm -hmm. Like, if anything, we raised this money for him, not for you and all seven, eighty y'all to go up, just sit around and yeah, watch yeah. him get a start. I can understand you, mama. You might want to go. Right. So, <clears throat> man, I'm not really comfortable with releasing this money to you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a, I'm a kind of hold tight to it. And uh, when he come to his senses, you know, it, mm -hmm. however long that take, you know, so we probably be able to raise some more money, and he gonna can help him out. <clears throat> now, that ain't what y'all gonna do. Y'all gonna give me this money. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man, we ain't gonna give you this money. We gonna, you know, what I'm saying we gonna kind of just keep doing. One thing led to another. This woman was like, "Well, if y'all don't give me this money, I'm gonna call every single news station. I'm gonna call every single radio. I'm gonna do everything, and I'm gonna say that y'all fried and y'all this and y'all that, and yet y'all keeping people money. Right. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> at the time, the foundation might have been well, it was three years old. I didn't know no better. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to fight the situation. So I called Alvin Brooks. I called Janae Relaford with Ad Hoc, and I called um, I called one other person, people that I knew was doing this kind of stuff to the community, and all of them told me the same thing. Joey, we love you. We trust you. We know where your heart is at. But unfortunately, what you raised that money for is completely illegal. You know what I'm saying? You are incorporated to do this. You are now raising money for that. So because you are raising money for that, you out of bounds for so many words. You, are, you, you out of your jurisdiction. And because you out of your jurisdiction... You got to give them that money. You, know, so you got to give them that money. And again, we're going back to God, right? <clears throat> because God is always in the presence of anything that you're doing from a genuine standpoint. <laughs> I called her. Hey, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? Uh, cool. I'm going to go ahead and give you all this money. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, we're going to work it out. Uh, can you meet me Monday at, at Mazuma? That's where our bank account is at. I said, uh, I said we got to deposit the money into our account. And through our account, we're going to write a check for what we raised. And we're just going to give you all the check. I'm like, so let's meet there, you know, let's handle it. That same day, I get a call from, uh, I think, the auntie. Uh, Baby, thank you so much for what you're doing for my nephew, but whatever you do, do not give his mama that money. She this and that, and she, you know, she got these situations and addictions, and don't give her that money because she ain't going to do no good with the money. Ma'am, unfortunately, 
I gotta find an obligate. My hands are tied. I gotta get this money away. I can't. I'm not gonna fight her against the news. Like, are you gonna help me fight? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you mm-hmm. gonna? You know. So, hey, tomorrow you can come as well. Meet at the bank. You know, so we gonna go here there then. Uh, I'm on my way to the bank. I'm in between haircuts. As I'm driving to the bank, bro, I get a call from the young brother that got shot. Joey, hey man, this Aaron. I just want to say thank you. My family told me what you was doing. I die. Uh, blah blah. We talked about a few things. Do me a favor. Whatever you do, don't give my mama that money. She ain't gonna get that money to me. Like, uh, bro. Like, hey, shit. For one, like, thank you for waking up. But more importantly, nigga, thank you for waking up right now. I'm on way. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so uh, one thing led to another. He in the hospital. He can't move. I'm already in process. I got to the bank. It was the mother, the auntie, a couple other people. Man, we deposited that money. I wrote that check. I looked at him all in their eyes. I said, this is how it's going to go. I'm going to sit this check down on this table. I said, whichever one of y'all grab it first, that's up to y'all. Once I let this check go, that like Aaron is now up. He's talking. He just called me, da-da-da. I know y'all don't want her to get this money, and she don't want da-da-da. I'm going to sit this check on the table, and I'm gone. I did. I, I set that check down. I went. I walked. I didn't ever look back. So what they did with their money, I don't know. But it was an $870 lesson that taught us to mind our business and stay in our line. You know what I mean? So um, was, is Joey willing to help and do it? Yeah, all day long. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, uh, we I got to make sure that I'm protecting the foundation. So it's certain things I can't do, man. And that's really kind of what motivated this whole Nipsey Hustle thing. <clears throat> I had some partners that um, it was when, when Nipsey Hustle passed away, uh, they was like, we're gonna put together a, a memory, a memory party, a party in memory of Nipsey Hustle, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we want to give all 100 of our proceeds to a nonprofit or an individual that we feel like is operating in the spirit of a Nipsey. And we count, we compiled this list, and you was voted at the top of this list. So Joey, we're gonna throw this party. We want to give you 100 of money, and you do whatever you want to with it. So for me, it was a no brainer. I'm like, well, I'm gonna take that money and you know, so figure out how to pay mm-hmm. it forward. It's a no brainer, right? <clears throat> So we did just that. We started promoting the party. It was theirs. Man, I had so many people calling, texting, messages on Facebook, Instagram. Oh, Joey, you scandalous. And you profiting off of Nipsey Hussle's life. And you profiting off what? of his death. And like people just automatically assumed that it was my party. And they thought that it was me that was trying to like make a profit off of his death. And that was it was so far from the truth. That day we ended up raising about uh uh we ended up raising five hundred thirty four dollars and that five hundred thirty four dollars is still at my mother's house in the envelope you know what I'm saying because it was never our money and with that five hundred thirty four dollars we are now trying to figure out how do we take that five thirty four and increase it because again like I told y'all we got to do something this Saturday and mm-hmm. that continuation series don't five months prior to that every single one of those months is going to be one of those uh, topics focused on per month. And then that fifth month, we were trying to create kind of like a Shark Tank type of situation where mm-hmm. the best presenter or the group or individual, not only can they win that 500 some dollars, but how can we also get them that business set up, that business startup, or the business partners, that website. We want to create something where they can now, again, have the tangible items and everything, every tool that they need to really just go forward, fly, young birdie, fly. You know what yeah. I mean? So again, thank you to everybody who even came to that party. Because you is your money that's making this possible. You know what I'm saying? So, so. <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna help y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, we came up with something that 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 really helped the barbers out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know y'all suffered. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Why everybody put their head down, man? Oh, yeah, y'all suffered a, a lot of bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, a whole lot. So for yeah, protection, about to for some more. So for protection of y'all, um, we decided to come up with barber cups mm-hmm. because we know people's arms be on the on the edge. Yeah, of the arm yeah, yeah. And the hit nuts y'all section. Nuts and yeah, yeah. Y'all nuts. So matter of fact, if we can barber. zoom in on a barber chair, barber cups. Is, is it is that camera going to pick up this chair? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But that one, yeah, use that one. We got, it's it's this chair with the other chair. Yeah, that chair. Okay. So you got arm so, rest. It, arm. The black part is arm rest. Right. The silver part, that's for our nuts. You know what I mean? So like a lot of guys, <laughs> a lot of guys, this is what they do. Put it on that camera. Oh man. This is the proper way of sitting in the barber chair. Right. This is, right. That's how. <laughs> that's how a lot of people. The be. silver area is for your barber's nuts. So just be mindful of that the next time y'all go get a haircut, man. That's what I'm saying. So they they could be possibly you know sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um, cuts could take a while, but to protect y'all, we're gonna come up with some type of funding. Yeah. To come up with the proper barber cups. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. So. Anyway, you can help us out with that. I don't know if the Joy Foundation. What is a barber cup like? Why you just can't wear just a regular cup? Like cups, cups to protect your nuts. I'm saying, but why is it called a barber cup? Because they barbers. It's not a sports. It's not a sports cup. This is. I'm saying, but they don't call cup. them sports cups. What they call them? So real. If you got Josh. a better idea, we can discuss this um, <laughs> during the meeting. You know. I, um, <laughs> But I don't know if you thought that was a great idea. Uh, after the summit and stuff is over, yeah, if yeah. you want to throw like a little, you can bring Brandon think Ellington tank. in. Yeah, think tank. You know, come back. Um, you know, man. The mayor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or we, we can, can present it at the Shark yeah, Tank. Yeah, we're going to have Nick pitch, pitch that at the Shark Tank we for that 530, at the shark tank. $530. <laughs> yeah, so. Straight up. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's from us to y'all. I appreciate that, man. You I know, appreciate that. Um, crazy dude. Podcast looking out. TJ. Yeah, yeah, man. What, what happened? Closes out. Close out. Y'all got anything else to say? Thank you. Yeah, Thanks I'm to Joey to I mean, allowing. I mean, not allowing, but jumping on the pod, man, and for sure. Straight and up. just like what, what, man, what? <laughs> I said jumping on the pod. He said it's on film. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> you did. It's right there. <laughs> Joey, we appreciate you, man. I for appreciate like, you. Like joining the pod, man. Spending the knowledge, man. Like yeah. this is my first time actually meeting you. Straight you know up. what I mean? Yeah. So very inspirational, powerful dude, man. Yeah. Like. This was this was great, man. I didn't know if y'all had anything else to say. Well, yeah, nigga, was... you show early acting like you just know the hell out of him. What? When you was texting in the group chat. <laughs> you you <laughs> act like you knew him. <laughs> who win? I mean, when you left your recording, you act like you knew who the man was. I've Robert. heard of him. I've heard of him. I was like, there's yeah, no I way I'm about to record with two niggas with <laughs> Joe. What the fuck? No. Yeah, nigga would have come with solo. I'm not about to take you solo. Up, I, I'm just saying, I just feel comfortable. Nah, I'm just with, nah, with just playing, you, but yeah, yeah. my guys, man, no, this is this was dope, man. Like I said, man, I, I'm the reason I like doing this podcast too. When we when we get to meet people like you, like inspirational people in our city, whatnot, I, I think that's pretty dope, man. Just yeah. to just to like combine with you know collab with and just get ideas, man. And just you know just be around that energy. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, that's dope that we get to do this, man. So again, like I know we, you know, I didn't talk much, but I was just soaking up everything, man. That's that's dope, and I appreciate it, man. So straight up, straight up. y'all got anything well, else? Well, anytime you come and converse with Joe, you ain't gotta say much. You gonna do all the talking. Yeah, man. That's what I thought it was for. <laughs> he also, <laughs> also tried. You know, my homie Marcus said died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he also tried to. 
pushed it. Okay. To try to talk, you know, talking yeah. about everything and, and try to kick game. So that's why everybody getting together is, is important because mental mm-hmm. health and just yeah. all kind of shit is it's right, right. Sitting is hard, man. We don't mm-hmm. know how much us doing this yeah. could help. You know what I mean? Just everybody's right. just watching though. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. yeah heard a lot about you. It was definitely good to be able to put a face with the name um, and have our listeners hear from somebody else's perspective mm-hmm. as like yours. So definitely appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. We gotta come back too, man. Yeah, I hope so. Man. If you I mean if you allow us to come back. Goddamn well, right, man. We call this the podcast table. Well, we we uh need you to throw out your socials and all that. Oh all yeah, that good uh, stuff. So uh first thing first is uh No Joey Foundation. Please visit that. That's K N O W Joey Foundation dot org. Uh, they can get more information about KCCCW, Youth Summit, uh, Turkey Tuesday, Family Fun Night, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, that's nojoyfoundation.org. Um, Instagram, I'm on there as Joey Cuts. Uh, Facebook, Joseph Thomas. You know, um, uh, follow my guys. Man, I got a great group of guys here at 18OV Barber Salon. Uh, I feel like I'm around some of the best barbers in Kansas City. You know, since these guys listen, uh, they accept constructive criticism so well, and they constantly are wanting to grow. Uh, uh, the mm-hmm. best barbers in Kansas City. Do, yeah. Does every barber just say that? Or do uh, they really be... I would hope they can mean it. Uh, well, we've just... been hearing that a lot. Well, we've been doing, you know, like a little tour. So yeah, we've we been, been hearing that. When does when does that the cat dog say it too? When does it stop being a competition? <laughs> not saying told, that you not saying that you in competition, but when does the barber shit stop being a competition? Well, for me, what I'm gonna say again is I feel like I'm working around some of the best barbers Ooh, in Kansas City. You know what I mean? So that. I'm saying the best, uh, some of the best. Um, without a doubt, it's a lot of great barbers, you know what I mean, here throughout, man. Uh, shout out to really everybody that's pumping and grinding, you know, because everybody got to have a starting point, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, but these guys, and I'm able to witness, I see what they put into what they're doing, you know what I mean? So down the line, I got Jordan, I got Corbin, I got Earl, I got Wayne, I got Frazier, and I got my moms over there in the corner. Also, we got Mr. Uh, 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 I didn't forgot his name because I'm on the I'm on the road, but you know, what I'm saying we pumping and grinding down here at 18 OV. You know what I mean? So um, uh, I'm able to work with some of the best, man. And cool. again, huge shout out to everybody else that's doing it, man. Uh, I think uh, again, we we all kind of we all got the same thing with Kansas City People's Choice Awards. Uh, Greg uh, G Class G Class mm-hmm. won best barber, but 18 OV we won best barber shop. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So for me, I feel like that. Uh, that's I feel like that. You got something to say? Come on over. What's this? She didn't pass me a sticky note. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we got the basketball game for the family fun night. Uh, yes, we are in the price. Oh, so, yeah, Missouri versus Kansas. That's that's one of our premises for Turkey Tuesday. So even in the basketball game, we still will be operating in the Missouri versus Kansas spirit. I think on the Missouri side, we got uh, Mike Watson and some other people we've been talking to. Last year, we had Earl Watson that did a lot for Kansas. You know what I mean? Uh, by the way, of Coming, and he just like out the blue came with five thousand dollar check, uh, and uh, Kansas kicked their butt with the turkeys. But uh, we try to get this basketball <laughs> game cracking uh, with the family fun night, and we're still looking for some other players as well. So, on the Missouri uh, side, on both sides, I believe. You know what I mean? So, uh, we so, all who? Yeah, y'all who? All who? We yeah. all get buckets. All right, all right. I saw Nick on. Uh, we were working with uh, Marcus over there. Yeah, I was ready for this. Straight up, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, and, you, yeah. and you look like some NBA player. I just can't think of it right now, man. I don't Shit, know. all Clay, them Clay niggas Tom, look good all, here. Clay Thompson, yeah. all the niggas look good here. <laughs> it was somebody, man. Somebody. I'm like, damn, boy, I took that nigga top lip and shit. But uh, but yeah, man, we trying to. 
And then my, my other guy, man, he burnt down on me. I had so many jokes for him, man. That he walked up on me, boy. He walked up on me. I told me he looked like Cube on the long shot, man. But he he had he had to go back to work, man. Uh, shout out to bro. You know, matter of fact, shout out to bro because the first um uh uh what's the shit called cipher that we ever did. You know what I mean? He was in. He held it down with us, man. Um, so yeah, shout out to bro. Um. But yeah, man. No, you uh, talking about Dominique? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. in the cipher. Yeah, he was in. We did the Joey Cuss cipher, man. Uh, yeah. I wish it was. A matter of fact, can we add, like, add links when y'all edit this stuff? We yeah, add, yeah. We got you, Dom. We're gonna add that link, man. The cipher at Joey Cuss Barber Salon. We did. Matter of fact, we did that Joey Cuss and here because ACNB was just opening up. We got. Yeah, we got to add. Add that. the links, man. Yeah, we got to add that. But uh, yeah, no Joey Foundation. Joey Cuss Instagram. Mm-hmm. Joseph Thomas Facebook. Eighteen uh, Barber Salon. Uh, Shout out to Kansas City, man. Kansas City is home. Kansas City is what pushes me and pumps me. I love Kansas City. Uh, shout out to the youth here in Kansas City. <laughs> he been pumping, grinding, coming, turning, and turn around. Hey, man. Okay, he ain't sure. gonna never, bro. He ain't trying to hold in his laugh, too. He tried. He tried to. He ain't taking no more. Good. He ain't taking no more. He ain't taking no more. He ain't taking no more. The whole Kansas City. The whole Kansas City company keeping it going. One at a time. Oh, okay. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the same. For the podcast, as always, man, we appreciate y'all linking up, up, listening to us, supporting us weekly for I don't know how many years, almost going on two Two, years, man. And again, we thank you, Joey, for like just you know, you're pumping and grinding. (laughs) All that, all that, man, all that. (laughs) We thank you for just sharing knowledge with us, man, just giving us like inspiration to just like do better shit, man. So uh, uh, make sure y'all follow the Save for the Podcast uh, IG page, Save it the number four the podcast. We got a Facebook like book, uh, Facebook page and like page, and um, make sure y'all look at the uh, IG. Um, what would y'all say? The IG uh, link bio tree. link, link tree. the link tree. We got all our content on there. We got the podcast. We got the uh, reaction videos uh, soon coming our Shopify store and all that good stuff for the merch. So uh, we appreciate hey, did y'all. We, did we ever promote our drive that we got coming up? With go the podcast uh, drive. I thought we was doing that more on the social, but go ahead. You should do turkey tacos. My bad. Turkey tacos. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. No, but uh, hey, do you gotta say A at the end for Tuesday? No, I'm not gonna Tuesday. say the A by myself. I'm just letting you know. No, I'm not saying A. I, we got a uh, podcast holiday drive happening on uh, December seventh, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. down at the uh, Plaza Library, 4801 Main Street. You know, you bring, sound very enthused. Bring out your, you know, <laughs> all your items, <laughs> coats, hats, non-perishable. All those good things, you know. And yeah. Then we out. Hey. Hey. Hey, you know you got to save for the podcast.